I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast coming to you from King's Comics in Sydney. My name is Andrew Levins. My name is Siobhan Coombs. I haven't really got the hang of uh, what to say <laughs> at the beginning of every episode yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Eventually. One uh, of these days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we used to be a weekly comic book podcast. Now we're a monthly comic book podcast, which means we cram in the same amount of comics that we would normally review over the course of four weeks in mm-hmm. one week. Um, and I have in front of me, like I'm, I haven't counted. I think it's around a hundred comics. Yeah, it's got to be in front of me, including four trades. Um, so we're going to be doing the regular show, starting with all of the uh, f- single issues we've read in the last month since uh, mid December last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got a few uh, holiday and Christmas specials to talk about, yep. which is pretty weird to do a month after Christmas. <laughs> Nothing um, makes me feel more Christmassy than yeah. a month after Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got to go through. I, I read all of the brand new TKO. Um, it's the, an, a new publisher yep. uh, who released four complete series, like trades, six issue tra- trades mm-hmm. last week. So I read them all over the weekend. Um, Very we, impressive. We've also got to tell everyone the winners of the uh, oh, yeah. Serious Issues Awards for 2018. Very important. Uh, and of course, uh, comic book reviews from DC, Marvel, Image and other publishers. Nice. It's going to be a massive episode. Dare I say, the longest episode we've ever done. Or we could just blitz through it. Maybe it'll be half an hour. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Siobhan, how have you been? Any cool news? Um, to, no. Uh, no, I mean, not heaps. Um, I'm a, have I already told you guys that I'm judging the ledgers? It's the Australian Comic Book Awards. That's pretty nice for me. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see you on a board of mostly men. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's one other lady who's a um, professor who teaches about comic books, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. But I haven't gotten to meet her yet. Hopefully I will at some point. Um, what else? I'm going to be talking at Madfest in Sydney, the, the, the Mad Men anime, anime festival. What pan- that's in uh, April? March. March. So mid-March, I think. We're going to be doing some panels, um, probably just about Akira, <laughs> I think. I awesome. think because it's like 2019, so a year of Akira. Um, so I'll tell you guys more about that closer to the time. Most exciting is that there's going to be a butler cafe there. So I was probably going to go even if I wasn't talking there. That's not true. What I don't like crowds. Cafe? You know made cafes? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a butler cafe. That's oh, just the right, boy cool. version. Right. Oh, that's Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Did you read My Love Story, that one? No. Ah, you would actually love that. Um, he works in a macho cafe, which okay, is right. similar, but more shirtless. Right. So shirtless butler cafe is what it's going to be. Lots of... I think, I think they're probably wearing shirts. But still, 
I like the idea of a subservient man <laughs> <laughs> coming and serving me uh, tea and shit. Wow, that Siobhan coming in hot with the potential name of this episode <laughs> at two and a half minutes in. <laughs> Um, so yeah, at the end of last year, we uh, gave out uh, a little link for everyone to go and vote for their favorite writers and artists, and uh, basically it was a bunch of short lists of comics and uh, from each of the publishers that were chosen by us, mm-hmm. and then everyone uh, could vote for who they loved most out of uh, the list that we provided. You, yep. There was also an option to uh, to give to write in, write in. Um, a few people who clearly don't listen to the show found the link and berated us for not including their favorite <laughs> things on, on, on our list, but it was our list. It's about, exactly. it's a serious issues awards. Yeah. It's, it's not the comic book awards. Yeah. It's not the Eisner's fucking hell, mate. And Eisner's, I reckon, way more polarizing than our choices. Definitely. They always leave out massive things that you would expect to be on there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we, it's, been, it's been out there for about a, a month and a half. Um, we had a few hundred people uh, vote in the Series cool. Issues Awards this time. Thanks, guys. Um, which is really, really cool. And um, I also left an option at the end for people to leave a little note and heaps of people were really supportive of our you know, decision last year to turn, turn the show monthly. They said they were bummed, but you know, they'll get over it. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, they were like, yes, good decision. That was too much. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> you think reading all these comics was, was, was hard? Try listening to you guys rant about them. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so yeah, let's do. Let's go through the Serious Issues Comic Book Awards 2018. I was going to ask you for some fanfare. Uh, so there you go. Want to do it again? I love it. I'm really good at noises. Uh, you get, you, there's 10 categories, so you have to do that for every category. Okay, so let's start okay. with the best writer of 2018. Um, and the options were um, Jeff Lemire, yep. Kelly Thompson, Brian K. Vaughan, Donnie Cates, Ed Brubaker, Sarah Vaughan, and Tom Taylor. Nice, nice, nice. Who would you have voted for on out of that list? Okay, well, I was extremely unhelpful in this whole process and pretty much just sent you through a list of exactly who I thought should win. That's right. So I think if Jeff Lemire didn't win, then there's a problem with society. Uh, I probably would have voted for Jeff Lemire too. Yeah. Tom Taylor had a really strong year too. Ed Brubaker, always one of my favorite writers. And but I think Jeff Lemire wrote like a billion books and they were all fucking amazing. Tell me one mediocre. Terrifics. Oh, yeah, true. But I that's don't blame the, that's him for that. That's the blemish. <laughs> Um, but uh, Jeff Lemire came second. Nineteen uh, percent of the vote went to Jeff Lemire. What? Do you want to take a stab in the dark? Is it Brian K. Vaughan? No. What? He always, generally always wins. Uh, but uh, he came third this this year. Kelly Thompson very close behind him. What? Donny Cates came first with twenty four percent of the vote. Man, you guys are so fucking, <laughs> like, changeable and easily led. A guy's like, oh, Thanos is a baby. And you're all like, best shit of all time. <laughs> Jeff Lemire wrote way better shit than that. You should all be fucking ashamed of yourselves. Good Lord. <laughs> Donny Cates seems like a nice man. He's, 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 he's great. Yeah, he's very he's, good. He's, he's very done, talented. He's done great stuff for Marvel. Yeah, in, and in now they're going to take year. it and they're going to run with it and it's going to be the most annoying shit of all time. It's still, they're going to tongue-king him. Just you fucking wait. Donny Cates is the new Deadpool. <laughs> That's what I've decided. Um, Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider, my fucking ass. Jeff Lemire is is the rarity on this list because I think he wrote for pretty much every publisher. Yeah. Or at least like six or so of them. Yeah. Um, and they were all amazing and moving and like special. All, all the terrifics. All the terrifics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, God. look, I th- I'm going to do this for every single I can't wait. round this is great. who I think. Um, do you want to, okay, there's an option here where I can see what people uh, said, like they, they put on there, like as their suggestion, who oh, they yeah, would have yeah, voted yeah. for. Did so loads of people have, put Tom King? There's a few Tom Kings on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, We've got loses. Chelsea Kane on there. Oh yeah, good. Jeff Loveness. Um, someone put Alan Moore. <laughs> nice. Is that because they just re-released Lost Girls? You Maybe. pervert. Uh, Scott Snyder is on there. Um, I think that was the person who said, uh, 
because it's jo- Scott Snyder in brackets, Justice League, Batman Who Laughs, Dark Knight's Metal, aka Best Books of 2018. That's we just have different taste, man. We just have different taste. <laughs> um, and then Mark Russell and Mags Visaggio. Also, I can't believe we didn't put Graham Morrison in just for the two issues of Greenland. That's because it was just two issues of Greenland. I know, I know. But they're so good, man. Uh, number two, we have the best artist of 2018. I can't remember who I said should. Oh, that's the hardest category. Stop talking. Sorry. Do the thing. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, so uh, our nominees were Martin Marazzo, yeah, Tradmore, yeah, Chris Anker, Bilquis yeah. Everly, yep, um, Joel Jones, Sean Phillips. Nice. Um, Good list. And uh, in third place with eighteen, nineteen, sorry, eighteen percent of the vote, we have Sean Phillips. Kill or be killed. My hair has always been junkies. Nice. Just doing what he's good at. Absolutely. And crushing it, it out as of usual. Park. He gets better every year, I reckon. Yeah. Always, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, just in front of him, we have uh, Chris Anker. Great. Uh, who had a tr- tremendous year on Runaways this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some great covers. And uh, in, in uh, top place for her work on Batman and her own series, Catwoman, Joelle Jones won. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited by that. So, I mean, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think it was Trad Moore. Okay. Or... Or Martin Marazzo. I would have... that. Those would be my picks. But Joel Jones is very, very, very good. So, nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, here are the people, the artists that uh, other listeners suggested we left off. Um, I left off Mitch Gerrard's on purpose because I knew he would win <laughs> if we put him on there. <laughs> I think he does great work. He just didn't work on a book that we liked in yeah. the last year. Um, but that's not his fault. No. So, I don't know. Maybe. I yeah. mean, it is his fault because yeah, sure. he made it. <laughs> well, he did, he, the, the, we liked the art. I did in heaps. Okay, right. Well, there you go. I thought it was like... Um, hard to read at times. All right. Sean Murphy was suggested. Oh, yeah. um, Mitch Gerrard's Lee Bermejo. It's lots of Batman uh, artists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Marco Cicchetto from Old Man Hawkeye. Uh, Johanna oh. the Mad from Fence. That's a good one. Yeah. And um, Fraser Irving is on there. Nice. Jorge what did he Jimenez. even do this year? Fraser Irving. I love Fraser Irving. Oh, I can't remember what I he showed remember. up on. He did like one issue or something, but I respect yeah. you for putting him on there. Uh, Jorge Jimenez is on there. Uh, Sean Murphy again. Uh, Jacob Rebelka, um, Sam <gasps> Sam Cavella. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, we should let everyone know that we're recording from King's Comics in Sydney, which is four hundred and three George Street. Nice, nice. Uh, and uh, Wayne is uh, making uh, a mess. Making a mess. M- Wayne's making his own pains today as he does the mail, sending <laughs> off comics all around the world, yeah. and taping as loudly as he possibly can. <laughs> um, they've got another uh, Sam Cavella from Abbott, um, and Layla Del Duca from Sleepless. Um, Jacob Rebelko again, who did Judas. Uh, Joe Bennett from Immortal Hulk. Um, yeah. <laughs> the same guy. Jorge Jimenez, he voted for. And then bracket Super Sons, Justice League, aka the best looking books of 2018. Sure, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Howard Porter. Uh, lots of lots of votes for Jorge Jimenez, actually. That's um, cool. Lisa Stirl. He is very good. Lisa Stirl, who yeah, did great. great stuff on Submerged and Long Lost. Uh, Sh- Doc Shana. And another one there for Layla Del Duca from It's Slippers. always going to be like the hardest category, I think, artist. Yeah, because it's I so subjective. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think um, I'm very happy to see Joelle Jones get on there. Yeah, that's cool. Even though I will be announcing that this week I'm going to be dropping Catwoman, but that's not, that's not, that's not relevant. What? <laughs> Uh, our third category was the best colorist of 2018. Ooh, tough, tough, tough. So we have Jordi Belair, yes. um, Matt Wilson, Tamara Bonvillan, um, Joanna Lafuente, um, Elizabeth Brightweiser, and David Stewart. Um, who would you have voted for on there? I think you said Tamara. Yeah, yeah. I love, yeah. Just love purple. Tamara and Elizabeth Brightweiser tie third place. Oh. 
Jordi Belair in second and in first place. And I think this is deserved because I think given his work on Runaways in particular, yeah, he had yeah, his yeah, best yeah, year yeah. in a long while. Matt, Matt Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, for his work on Runaways, The Wicked and the Divine, Captain America, Paper Girls. I just um, forget he does Paper Girls man. colors. And um, Thor. The color palette in Paper Girls is such a like fundamental core part of what makes it like yep. an amazing book. I looked at, I read some like really old, uh, a Matt Wilson book from like 10 or so years ago. And it's amazing how much his coloring has changed and how much more sophisticated it is. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, well done, Matt. Um, we, so we also have uh, some suggested responses from listeners. Uh, Matt Lopez, uh, Phil Nodo for his work on Daredevil, coloring his oh, own yeah. art. Rico Renzi uh, for Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Um, nice. Alyssa Salah, Jason Word from Abbott. Um, Antonio Fabella, who did all of, um, like, uh, most of Donny Cates' comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the DC comic of 2018, You Owe Me Two Fanfares. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh wow, this is uh, this just. I don't even know what it would be. What would be my favorite? So DC a lot comic? of people uh, suggested one, but I don't think I didn't put anyone's favorite DC comic like from my, like outside of our immediate circle. Ah, ah, ah. Is it uh, Batman? So, uh, we suggested um, our, our categories were Injustice Two, Shade the Changing Woman, mm-hmm. The Wild Storm, mm-hmm. Catwoman, and The Silencer. Um, I left off um, Deathstroke. I should have put Deathstroke on there. Uh, you definitely should have put Deathstroke on there. Um, but I would have, from that, I would have voted for Injustice 2 because I think that is the most like the DC that I know and lo- knew and loved. Yeah, uh, pre, yeah, yeah, pre yeah, yeah. The two. It's the, uh, it's the, that gives me the most fun, warm feelings that, that old DC used to give me. Absolutely. It's amazing. Like, it is amazing what Tom Taylor managed to do with that property, taking it from something that was so grim, dark, and ending it with, like, Orca and King Shark getting married. Yep. He's a, he's a delight. Uh, so uh, that actually won. Oh, good! With twenty-seven percent of the vote, yes, far yes, and away, yes. almost double what came second, which was the Wild Storm, and just below that, Catwoman. Um, I probably would have voted for Catwoman. I think some amazing uh, suggestions. Actually, I probably would have voted for Green Lantern. A lot of angry Batman fans. Yes, please. Like, suggest, suggesting Batman with an infinite amount of question marks <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, we've got Batman, ah. Batman, White Knight, Action Comics, Mister Miracle, Batman: The Damned, Deathstroke, uh, Doomsday Clock. Plastic Man, uh, oh, that's nice. Batman Creature of the Night. That was a good one. Someone just, <laughs> someone just said Netflix. Did DC even have anything on Netflix? Titans is on Netflix uh, now. All right, sure. Everyone's been telling me to watch it. Justice League Dark, Hex Wives. Um, a lot of people said Action Comics. Justice League, did you guys read the best comics of 2018 at all? Nope. No, no we, we didn't. didn't. Clearly not. Uh, we actually did read all of these books that everyone suggested. We just didn't like They weren't our thing, so we don't let you vote for them. Uh, the, Snaggle, the Snagglepuss Chronicles. That is a good one. That should have been on that the list, too. One. My bad, y'all. Um, so that's DC. Now we move over to Marvel comic, the best Marvel comic of 2018. Much harder category. Shut up. Because there's... Uh, <laughs> they just put out so many fucking comics. Yeah, they suck. They put out way, way too many comics. And, yeah. Uh, and if Immortal Hulk doesn't win, I'm... I'm I'm going to cry. So, <laughs> our categories for voting were Runaways, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, The Immortal Hulk, Black Bolt, The Sentry, and Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's um, going to be Cosmic Ghost Rider because you're all so predictable. Well, actually, Cosmic Ghost Rider came second. Oh, um, nice. With uh, 14% of the vote, um, just beating my favorite Marvel book of last year, Runaways. Yep, yep, yep. Who came third, uh, which means in first place, The Immortal Hulk Yay! with 35% of the Yay! vote. For so. once, justice is served. Democracy works. I've changed my mind. You're all smart. <laughs> um, so some suggested books that um, our listeners suggested should be on the list instead of our terrible suggestions. Uh, X-Men Red, X-23, Doctor Strange, Oh, Thor, X-23 is very good. 
Um, Thor, I didn't think had, the, had as, as strong a year as it did last year, as the year yeah. before last, so I didn't put on there. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Venom, oh. this isn't on here? Gee whiz. <laughs> the Unstoppable. I love that this, it's the same guy that's left all these like snarky comments. Like, it's like, just, I love him. Who just, are you? Just put your, your suggestion. Your name. Put your address. Say it to my chest, man. <laughs> put, put your suggestion on there. Don't like also give a snarky comment. Yeah. Um, the it's Unstoppable the Wasp. Punisher. Ms. Marvel, Darth Vader, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Exiles, and Thanos Wins. They're all on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, best image comic of 2018. Tough. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, new one. Great. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Saga, Gideon Falls, Barrier, Killer Be Killed, The New World, Sleepless, Ice Cream Man, and Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Rose- Roses. Ah, Guess which one had the least? Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses. <laughs> Bizarrely tying with Barrier. By oh, Brian K. What? Vaughan and Marcos Martin. Did no one read which, that? Yeah, that's, that's alarming. If, if it's maybe because it was it was actually a difficult book to get if you didn't live near a comic book shop. I don't know. Like, no, it, you can get it online. It was available online before it. Of course, yeah, um, sure. Before it was available in single. That's an absolute must read. It's, You're it's, all dum dums. I mean, as is Stray Bullets. That's probably my favorite image book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash potentially comic of all time, but. Uh, I think. Oh man, that's a really tough one. Ice Cream Man made me very. Ice Cream emotional. Man should be should be up there. Um, yeah. Ice Cream Man got ten percent of the vote. Sleepless oh. got twelve percent of the vote, which puts nice. it in uh, in third place, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on second place we have Killer Be Killed with twenty two percent of the vote. Is it going to be Saga? Saga. saga. Uh, yeah. Saga had. That's our fault for putting it as an option. Yeah, but I mean, I think Saga had an insanely strong. Year yeah, last yeah, year, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, announcing the hiatus with a complete gut punch of a of a farewell issue for the interim before the interim. So um, I still haven't really processed it. <laughs> no, we uh, if, if you are a member of our Patreon, we did an awesome hour long uh, look mm. back at every issue of Saga so far, a deep dive, if you will. Yeah, um, and that's probably my, one of my favorite things that we've done together. We just cried for an hour. Oh, I, I, I bawled my emotional. eyes out. I literally yeah. cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually did cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no tears. But yeah, Saga, I, I think, you know, it is, it is the obvious answer, but um, I wouldn't have voted it for it as best comic the year before, but last year, definitely, I think okay. it's worthy. Um, Man Eaters was suggested uh, by our listeners, as was Death or Glory, Farmhand, Southern Bastards. I don't think they even put out an issue last year. Maybe one, two issues mm. last year. Um, I don't know Sav- why we didn't put the New World on. Did we put the New World in somewhere else? Oops. Yeah, I know it's on there. Ah. It only got 4% of the vote. Sorry, if you want. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That, I'm pretty sure that was my favorite comic of last year. Favorite oh. comic. Full stop. That's not true. But I loved it. <laughs> Savage Dragon's on there, so obviously Jim voted. Jim! <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> um, Skyfall. Black Badge. Um, Skyfall? Isn't, Black Badge isn't even an image book. No. Uh, Out of it's Darkness. IDW. Infidel. Redneck. Shanghai Red. Oh, man, Skyward. Infidel. And uh, Redlands. Oh, that was a good year. Yeah, it's image, image, image is always that, that, that's the thing. Like my, I dropped so many comics in the last month where I'm just like, I don't need to read this many superhero books or whatever. But I haven't dropped any image, so oh, I know one or two, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, our seventh category is best other publisher also, comic. Gideon Falls was very good. Sorry, oh, was that on there? Surely that was on there. I think it was. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. Seven seven percent of the vote. Gideon Falls. You guys are dumb dumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Best other publisher comic of 2018, of course, is the category that we give to everything outside of DC, Image, and Marvel. Very fair. Um, so you have Dark Horse, you have mm-hmm. IDW, you have Boom, you have lots of independent books, um, and uh, we have uh, in the category in 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 the pu- nominees we have uh, Fence. Sorry, I'm a bit thrown because you didn't do it. Oh, 
Uh, we have Fence, which came out through Boom Comics. <laughs> Black, Very musical. Black Hammer from Dark Horse yes, Comics. Yes, please. She Could Fly from Dark Horse Comics. That has to win. Um, I know it's not going to, uh, but like... You're dreaming. Absolutely um, should have. The Highest House from IDW. Assassin Easters from IDW. Oh, also fucking And great. Strangers in Paradise, Volume 25 from uh, Abstract Press. Ah, oh, neat. Some good comics. That, th- those are all like... that. All they those should, comics all are in my top 10 comics of, of last yeah. year. Yeah. They should all win. We should just do a top 10 at the end of this year. That'd be more fun than <laughs> putting all this shit together. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, in, well, wow. This is the the, the, high, the the one that won by the highest margin is Black Hammer, obviously. Uh, yeah. In first yeah, place. But it should also should have. With 46% of the vote. Wow. Um, but it's good to see so many people reading that one. Yeah, it's nice. Um, then we've got uh, Fence in second place. Nice. With 18% of the vote. Great. And... Way down below with 4% of the vote in third place is She Could Fly. Okay. Pick up the trade of that, everybody. Yeah, guys. It's really, um, like, good, good? I'm really, yeah, I really can't express. Yeah, that's an excellent one. I, I got to buy the trade of that, I Yeah. Um, so suggested by our listeners um, as better nominees were Shadow Man, Tokyo Tariba Girls. Oh, um, that is fucking great. Is it? Really? Yeah, it's it really good. It's so funny. It's so harsh. There's a letters page in the back, which just makes me like cry. It's so mean. Like uh, she make, making fun of her of her readers. Um. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Great. No wonder you're so sassy to our I listeners. I love it. So the whole <laughs> the whole um the whole series is about like uh women who are hitting thirty in Japan and they aren't married and they get like they meet up every night and they drink together and everyone's like this is why you're single and it's their sort of romantic adventures. But um she writes like advice for her unmarried friends in the back end. It's so mean. It's so good. I That's love great. it. Uh, we've got Star Trek Through the Mirror. Someone put Farmhands on here, which is an image book. You had your chance already. <laughs> Transformers, Nancy Drew, Giant Days, Ether, WWE, Black Badge, James Bond, The Body, Judas, The Highest House. That was that was in there. You literally could have voted for that. <laughs> Witchblade, Now through Fanographics, Transformers, Last, Lost Light, Mighty Morphin, Power so Rangers. Someone said, Mighty, I'm sure this is the same dude. Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers, Boom Studios, damn it. You, you really didn't read the best books of 2018. Mate, we um, can't just read exactly what's on your pull list unless uh, you're going to send them to me after you've finished reading them. And even then, I'm probably not going to read it because uh, I don't like Power Rangers. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that guy doesn't listen to the show. So I would damn it, strongly. you really didn't listen to the best podcast of 2018. Damn it. Uh, Blackbird, Walk Through Hell, Eternal. Blackbird's Image. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. Still wasn't on our category. Yeah, no. Um, now for best first issue of 2018. Yes. Oh, sorry. Why? Why am I so bad at this? Ba 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 boo 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 boo. Then you make up for it with, a, with an incredible jingle. It's fine. Um, best first issue of 2018. The nominees were Man Eaters number one, The Green Green Lantern number one, What If Magic number one, uh, These Savage Shores number one, Shuri number one, The Immortal Hulk number one, uh, and with. I think I think it has to. I I <laughs> I can't. I can't see past Green Lantern <laughs> in <laughs> well, any way at the moment. Uh, with 17% of the vote in third place is the first issue of Man Eaters by okay, Chelsea Kane okay. and uh, uh, Kate, Kate Nimchik. Yep. Um, and then uh, in uh, first place with 40% of the vote is the Immortal Hulk number one. Still good. I'm, very, I accept that. Okay. And then in second place with 17% of the vote was uh, the Green Lantern number nice. one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Good. Uh, now, number five, number nine, uh, sorry, the ninth category is the best graphic novel of 2018. You did it. Um, the nominees were... Did oh, my he- oh, wait, I forgot to do the... Do you want to hear what other people recommend? No, nah, fuck it. No, nah, I don't care. 
Uh, best graphic novel of 2018. The nominees were My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, My Boyfriend is a Bear, The Prince and a Dressmaker, The Terrible Elizabeth Dunn, and the blah, 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 blah. Against the Demons in Suits. Uh, my Brother's Husband, Volume 2, which uh, only got uh, 2% of the vote. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's got to be Princess and the Dressmaker. That, got, and the dressmaker. that came second with oh, uh, 14% of the vote. 16% of the vote, sorry. Uh, in, uh, in first place with uh, 36% of the vote is My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. So if you read it, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, true. But I didn't read it, so I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I'm actually keen to see what people recommended in this category. I didn't read the best graphic novels of 2018. Someone put uh, Secret Weapons Deluxe. Okay, whatever. Sure. Someone put... Someone was like, yeah, I, I need to specify my other vote and then wrote N.A. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Uh, Sabrina is on there. Iron, Iron Sights. My Solo Exchange Diary. Um, another oh, per- yeah. Another person wrote S.A. Oh, sorry, N.A. Nice. Um, check, please. Hockey. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we did that for Queens last night. Awesome. It's a delight. Great. Uh, if you like fence, you'll like check, please. Uh, Miranda by Grim Wilkins. Also fucking great. But previously... Um, uh, serialized in Ireland, so I don't know if that counts. Right, sure. Um, so I wrote, didn't read, lol. Um, nice. 24 panels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Green, Great call. Green Lantern, Earth One. No, um, you're wrong. On a sunbeam. I don't know what that is. Someone wrote, the terrible Elizabeth done against the devils in suits. Is this a graphic novel? Who knows? I mean, you didn't have to put that. We put it there as a graphic novel for you to vote. Yeah, that's a graphic novel. That's what a graphic novel is. And finally, Action Tank. Um, oh, did, I wonder if the guy who wrote Action Tank did that himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we got a ton of responses to the next one. Um, I said, if you like this survey, why not listen to our podcast? And then um, put a bunch of ways that you can follow or listen oh, yeah. to us. And then said, and it said, I already do all of these. I want to leave a comment instead. Nice. And so everyone's a lot of... Uh, 50% of people selected uh, that option. Oh, yeah. Um, first top response. 10 years in and we bone. Like, we're cheating on each <laughs> other, with each other. A I feel plus. offended because that's a joke from your other podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, great podcast, guys. Love you from an American college boy. Love you guys. Missing the weekly show so much. Thanks Aww. for making my ears smile. Shy Bon Puffy Coombs. <laughs> Levens and Siobhan, I appreciate you immensely. No thanks, I'll pass. Sad nice. that you aren't doing weekly anymore. Anyway, you could consider doing a scaled back, but still weekly show. More on that later, everybody. Uh, I love you guys. Keep up the awesome work. Wish the podcast is still weekly, regardless of what the hosts read week to week. You guys are great. I always am looking forward to your next episode. Thanks. Sad that you're down to less than weekly installments. You guys provide a grounded connection from the mainstream to the world of comics. So thank you. Okay. I'm not in the Facebook group because I'm not on Facebook. Facebook is for old people. Cheers for the fun folks, chats. That's true. We should get Snapchat. <laughs> Enjoy the pod. Thanks for all your hard work. Wolverine in underwear wearing a cowboy hat. Yes, please. What? No best serious issues host category? Oh, yeah. I demand a real 10th category for I was duped. I'm asexual and gay, but I still enjoy your horniness and dong watch. Thanks for the laughs. Cheers, I love what you do and would love to hear more coverage of translated European albums. Ooh, I would love to do that too. I, think I now, would enjoy to do that now, as well. Yeah, I'm more likely to do that now this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the great suggestions and content. Thanks for the great year. Thanks for all the work. Hope to hear some more podcasts soon. You're pretty cool, I guess. Also, it's good now your apps aren't clogged up with boring comics. Cheers, love you man. guys. Have a Merry Christmas. I did. I Read Transformers did. Levens. Hi, Levens. Oh, I bet the, the same shit had wrote. Raise your game for 2019, please. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Love you. Now nah, I'm lowering my game. Yeah, me too. Way so down. <laughs> Someone wrote, yeet. Missed the weekly show, <laughs> but happy to see you on the Facebook group. Keep up the great work. Thanks for another great year, guys. Know that your hard work and dedication has given me a lot of joy and something to look forward to every week. Here's the next year and beyond. Someone wrote, fart butt. That's nice. Uh, thanks. 
Love serious issues in whatever form it takes. Thanks for fostering a kind and caring comics community. Well, our pleasure. Uh, no. Nice. <laughs> you guys got me into comics again and have a great community on Facebook. Thanks for being you. Oh, here's Any, a big one. Anytime. Well, I'm driving I down the I highway at the speed of light, transporting meals in the middle of the night. Van drive quick, food keep hot, old folk weep if the food be not. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm driving so fast that I'm breaking the law because I get to get a snack on to M- Mount Mitchellmore. Mr. Savile's waiting for his hot muesli, and now Harry Saccombe wants his pie and peas. Baby now, meals on wheels. Feeding the, <laughs> the old folk <laughs> night and day. Yeah, a meals on wheels. Get out of my way. <laughs> Great. Nice. That's Thank the best you. comic by far. Best I comic by far. That. Uh, I totally understand not being weekly anymore. That being said, I really miss you guys. Sad face. We're here. You still got right your episode. And, and we, have, we have some news. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for an awesome year of comics discussion. You That's are welcome. Comment. Whoa. You are welcome, friends. That's it. Now we can just stop doing the recording, right? We're done. Uh, nothing, else, nothing else to do with this else episode. Nothing else to do. Nope. Thanks, everyone, for I voting. Don't any comics. Thanks, for everyone, for creating so many good comics last year. And um, yeah. no apologies if your favorite comic wasn't in there. You can start your own podcast and do your own podcast awards. This is exactly the point. And you're always welcome to come and vote at ours, too. Always. Absolutely. Especially if you wrote the comics and you're only voting just so you can put your own one there in the suggested. But I enjoy that. Yeah, me too. I appreciate that. Mike Barry, if that was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Siobhan, before we get into the, uh, the rest of this episode where we review yeah. hundreds of comics, um, <gasps> we used to be a weekly show. Sure and uh, I have come up with a fun, silly little way that you can, one, support this show uh, now that we don't really have financial support from anywhere. We're just kind of doing this because we love doing it. Um, but uh, if you would like to support the show... I'm going to uh, change the Serious Issues Patreon to uh, just having a $2 uh, input. You can, yeah. You're welcome to, to select higher if you want to give us a bit more money. But for everyone, all the content will be available uh, if you just want to chip in and give uh, $2 a month. Um, and we are going to be doing a weekly Serious Issues show, but it's a bit of a cheat. It's going to be something that I'm going to call Serious Minute. Nice, nice, And nice. And uh, basically every week you... could have workshop that, but yeah, no, I'm into it. Well, it's a minute, minute long, Serious yeah, Minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, let's workshop it. What do you want to call it? Minute Issues? Yes, that's what I want to call it, Done. <laughs> Minute Issues? <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, Serious Minute every week will be either Siobhan, myself, or a friend, maybe even Wayne, for example, who's ooh, right there and, and not in a position to, to disagree with me and, and, and say no. <laughs> he doesn't um, have a microphone. <laughs> um, but we have... Uh, it'll be a fun game. Uh a, a, a timer is put in front of us. Yep. Uh, we say what we're about to talk about. The timer goes off and we have one minute to review and recommend that comic. Nice. Oh, I'm enjoying I, I look forward to that because um, I might just talk about stuff that's old that I've been reading as well. That's, 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 that's a big thing. And it's a good chance for us to talk about some of our favorite things. But more than anything, it's a chance for you to hear a bit more Lev Dog and Shin Bone in your life. Yeah. Dog and Bone, some may call us. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a fun little thing that we can put together. Like you know, it's an extra twenty minutes or whatever to put together after we record each month, and that'll that'll be something that you get each each week over at patreon.com slash serious issues podcast. And by the end of the year, that means you'll you know there'll be like 50, 50 minutes. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Fifty two minutes, like fifty two. New, new fifty two minutes. Whoa, whoa. Um, Did I tell you about my new favorite um, misspelling of my name that I got? No. Um, someone sent me an email, and they thought that I was an Asian woman, and so they changed it to S I O B fan. Wow. Like P H A N, as if that was my last name. Shub fan. Shub fan. That's me. Anyway, wow. cool. continue. Um, do you want to test me? Should we do a uh, like a, a sampling of what a one minute, a oh, serious yeah. minute would be? Yeah. Do you want me to time you? Um, yeah. Um, okay. What should I What should I talk about? You um, should talk. About. You know what? I have been reading 
a little comic. It's it's extremely small. There's barely any of it nice. in existence. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you know, my um my friend for Christmas got uh, gave me her Shonen Jump login, so I am about to join you. Okay, not cool. on this specifically. But so uh, start right. the timer, Siobhan. One, two, three, go. Hi, and welcome to Serious Minute. My name's Andrew Levins. Today I'm going to talk to you about One Piece. What's that? That's right. It's One Piece. <laughs> um, it is a, a, a Japanese uh, manga that has been going on since the mid-90s um, through uh, Shonen Jump, um, a weekly uh, Japanese comic collection anthology for boys. And uh, One Piece is written by Iechiro Oda. Uh, and there are 900 and something chapters. Good And you Lord. can read all of them now uh, if you pay like $2 a month to the Shonen Jump app. And I've been doing just that. I've been trying to read... Uh, like minimum 20 chapters a week, um, 60 chapters through One Piece, and my aim is to get through all of One Piece by the end of, I don't know, six months from now or something like that. Is that good? Is yeah, that a good aim? it's super fun. Is it enjoyable? Guess what it's about, Siobhan? It's about pirates, Spe- yeah. specifically Luffy, a young boy who wants to become the best pirate, but he eats a, a mysterious fruit. I won't tell you what it does. I didn't know. Maybe you already really? know. Really? You didn't know? I had no idea. Wow. So I went into it blind. Read the comic, not the anime, because the anime spoils what happens when he eats the fruit in the opening credits. It's a great comic. Done. <sighs> Amazing. Very good. Anyway, get the show on John Bap. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you read on your iPad? Is that how yeah, you yeah, read yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have an iPad. Do you um, reckon I could use, would it be too annoying to read on my phone? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's a whole page crammed. I don't think it's like the guided mm-hmm. view that Comixology mm. allows you to do for Western comics. Well, it seems like I'll never use that. You could do it on a laptop, I'm sure. Yeah. Just a big old laptop on your, on your belly a, in I bed. I get a headache when I look at, when I look at screens because I'm a big baby. I tend, you turn the brightness right down. You read it in the, in the dead of night. Ooh, I, uh, that sounds nice. I went, uh, I went to a, a friend's campsite and we stayed in a ca- in cabins uh, at the start of last week for a few nights. And um, it gets when you're in the middle of the country it and there's dark. no lights on. It's pitch black. Yeah. And um, we stupidly set our kids' beds up next to like the wall and mm. learnt that our kids kick in their sleep, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> so we both got woken up by boom, and yeah. then I was like terrified. Well, I'll look out the window, make sure nothing's coming. Oh, what's out the window? D- d- eternal nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would, would just read one piece to go back to sleep. Nice. I'm sick. <laughs> then have weird pirate dreams. Um, I've been reading so many uh, Australian comics on my laptop, and I'm like, this is a delight. But also, I have a headache. Do you want to talk about any of those Australian comics, specifically one for one minute? No. Uh, no. No, I don't. Okay. Do you want me to talk about one for one minute? You can do it as the first episode of Serious Minute. We'll record right. it after this episode. Great. If you want to hear uh, every week, get an exciting... I'm sure it'll be, more, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be longer than a minute every single week. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, an exciting little little mini discussion little of, a, of a comic that we're reading. Um, you know, it'll be jokey and dumb fun. And the main reason that you would do it is so you can support the podcast. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. Thank you so much for allowing us to buy nappies yep. and uh, breakfast for our children. Yes, please. That's the only thing I spend Patreon money on, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and now that my kids are toilet training, hopefully that means that... Uh, Less nappies. Yeah. yeah Archie's, Archie's about to drop his night nappy. And oh, Tilly's just going to drop nappies all up. That's exciting. Yeah, and oh, they're, they're going to be eating so much more breakfast now, thanks to you and wait. your support. Patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. Siobhan. Yes. It's not even... Let's talk about some fucking comic books, Yeah, man. you're right. It's, uh, it's 35 minutes into this episode. It's time to do our beloved po- uh, intro uh, segment, First Things first, first, where we talk about all of the number one issues that came out in the last month. Whoa. I want to talk about my favorite one. Do and, it. Uh, I didn't read this. What the fuck? 
I've never read any Criminal, man. You can just pick this up and read it. Yeah, I know, but it's sold out, so oh, I didn't read damn. it. damn. Uh, criminal, number one. Yeah. Uh, a little relaunch of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, crime comic book series of all time. Uh, it's written by Ed Brubaker. It's got, it's got art by Sean Phillips. And uh, joining the team now is Sean Phillips' son, Jacob Phillips, Cute. on Colours. And he has just stepped up and doing such a good job on Colours. Mm. Uh, so Criminal is a... Um, a I guess it's an anthology series um, uh, by by Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's one of the first things they ever worked on together. There are seven volumes if you buy the trades. Um, but uh, the thing about it, this series is that you don't need to have read any of it, the earlier trades to pick up one of the new ones. Right, cool. Um, so you can pick up Criminal Number 1 that came out last a couple of weeks ago. Um, and even though I'm like, oh, I recognize that name, it doesn't add that much to the... Uh, <laughs> To the world, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. It, or certainly to, it doesn't add, it adds to the world without adding to this, without being necessary for the story. I read, I read that uh, one shot that they put out was it last year or the year before. Well, and I didn't like that was totally enjoyable so without having to know anything else. Without that having anything that else directly else. links to the characters that we see in Criminal. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Um, number one, um, the opening uh, few pages of this um, features a young boy breaking into an old man's house and um, tricking him into thinking that he is his grandson um, and, uh, and, and basically stealing a very pe- uh, pre- expensive piece of jewellery off him, off him so that he can bail out his father, who is uh, one of the... Not, I mean, to call anyone a hero in this, uh, mm. in this, in this series is just... No, there's no heroes in this series. But the protagonist. I guess, yeah, the... the um, the, one of the characters that we see the most, um, his name is uh, Teague Lawless, and he was—he's uh, the kind of inept criminal father of, of two two children who we've seen as children and adults uh, throughout the criminal series. Um, and this book is about him uh, rectifying the mistake that his uh, son did ma- son made, and that mistake was uh, stealing something so that he could bail his father out of prison. Aww. So yeah, uh, really, you know. So many tragic moments where, like, the, the father teaching his son a lesson, but it's like, he, son got him out of jail. Yeah, yeah, break. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, 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 basically this is about Teague Lawless. you can't fix crimes with more crimes, or can you? So, yeah, this is Teague Lawless trying to raise money to uh, to pay back um, where his, his son stole from. Um, it's a brilliantly written and put together um, crime series with just such well-realized characters that you... You empathise, even though you would never, you could never ever see yourself doing anything like these characters. Says you. You can still empathise with them, and uh, the, the the tragedy on display here is just so cutting. It looks fantastic. Sean Phillips is just such a great artist, and yeah. um, I think Jacob Phillips on on colours is doing a great job too. What's the back matter like? The back matter is wonderful. You have an amazing yeah, essay yeah, yeah, nice. in which um, Ed Brubaker does four pages guiding you through all of the criminal stories that exist so far and then nice. talking about what he wants to do with this series. Basically, this is the only thing that he and uh, Phillips are going to be working on uh, for the uh, unforeseen future. He wants oh, this cool. to be like an ongoing uh, criminal series instead of breaking ah, it up into like really cool. six-issue trades uh, from this point. So, yeah, he said he, Ooh, like, it's, it's always the project that he thinks about going back to and so he wants to keep this one going for a long while. I also love bucking the trend of like, uh, now we only do graphic novels. Totally. To being like, now we only do... I mean, I'm assuming they'll be collected, but like they're doing little single standalone things. I think that's way clever. Oh, sick! And then the, the back matter. Um, there's always at the end of all Brubaker and Phillips comics is an excellent yes. uh, essay by a friend of theirs, uh, Kim Morgan. This month does an essay on uh, the first Coen Brothers movie, Blood Simple. Oh, cool! Which is a wonderful movie, and it's a great essay too. I always enjoy the Brubaker back matter because yeah. we have very similar taste in 
um, old movies, and it's always great getting his recommendations. And he, he, none of that back matter is collected in trade. The only way you're going to get it is if you read the single issues. So Just of value. Huge two thumb, two of my hugest thumbs up for this one. And he's got big thumbs, everyone. The, no, no. Medium, medium size. Um, how much is it? How much is a single? Oh, it's only three ninety nine US. Oh, six, 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 six. Because it's yeah. like a nice big issue. It's huge. Yeah, nice. yeah. They're, they they uh, put out the, the best value comics for money, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Story's rich. Takes yep. a while for you to get through. It's like you know. I, I know. I always complain about over the to- over the over the top narration and, and extra word balloons, but for some if reason, it's good. It's good. It's de- yeah. Like the, the even though it's dense writing, it's deftly written. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Rebecca's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over from Image now. Did you read any other Image number ones this month? Um, I don't know because I put a whole bunch back on the shelf. That's all right. We'll figure but it out. But I don't have any here. Um, over to DC now for um, the first of their new imprint, Wonder Comics. We have Young Justice. Because if um, anyone knows, teens, it's Old Man Bendis and Old Man Gleason. Um, so yeah, we have um, uh, Patrick Gleason on art. Brian Bendis wrote this one and Alejandro Sanchez on colors um, for a fun weird event um that brings back all of the young justice team and a bunch of other new young heroes uh to fight together as a team yeah yeah Ginny hex i'm into it and then uh teen lantern yes i also love that is Um, that is that someone that we've seen before no No. i think it's a brand new character well i'm Um, into it yo i fucking loved this i so uh, we had queens of kings last night and i was talking to one of the girls who is a similar sort of young justice tragic like me and she was like it just felt really nice she was like i don't think it's like the best young justice comic ever but having all those characters back just felt really nice and i agree with that i really enjoyed um love their take on cassie love their take on um impulse i think it's really spot on love the connor reveal at the end yes please yeah like this is just entirely set up um, and, yeah. uh, and Bendis, it should be said, ha- ha- is very, very good at setup issues and then yeah, not yeah, delivering yeah, yeah. on any of the setup. Um, yes, so it, it remains to be seen whether this will deliver. Amethyst but... is good as well. I read a really good Amethyst comic like a couple of years ago. I can't even remember what, the, what that was. But right. It's not a bad character. All the Gem World stuff is pretty fun. Um, but man, I've, I was surprised at how much. Because I, 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 I got really, really over Bendis in the last month. Um, I, mm. I dropped all of his uh, Jinxwell books that I was reading, and yes. I, I'm, I'm dropping both the Superman titles he's working on too. I just they're not doing anything for me at the moment. So I went into this like I was a bit trepidatious, and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to be. Um, but it's cute, good fun. It's just super fun, and I hope I hope the rest of the uh, issues uh, maintain this pace and just celebrating. Um, these characters, which are so beloved, like all these young younger versions of the of, yeah yeah yeah, you know, and Tim Drake is ever it's he's still everyone's favorite Robin. But, yeah, yeah, except for those fucking Jason Todd weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Patrick Gleason's art is just so like dynamic and gorgeous and Fun. fits this book so perfectly. Um, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like love it as much as I sort of wanted to. Um, but that's because of my own personal issues. Well, you already love these characters. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, yeah. I've never really read or watched Young Justice before. Yeah. I've kind of seen all these characters individually, but not together. Um, and uh, I mean, the closest thing that I, I have to this is the, um, Jeff John's Teen Titans run, which I yeah, really like. Yeah, liked. yeah, Which is like the follow on from Young Justice. Right, sure. Um, um, so it's the same characters. But for me, like, you know, I just love that, you know, a big, big, dumb attack comes to earth and all yeah. these characters come together to fight it and they haven't seen each other in years and they're as surprised to see each other as we are and it's just fun and really quick moving um, yeah some great action and uh yeah bart allen is the man i love bart, bart allen. allen's the man bart allen's my favorite flash fight me 
I see a great a great start to Wonder Comics. I'm looking forward to Naomi, which is the book that um, Bendis is writing with um, uh, David Walker. Oh yeah, cool! Yeah. I didn't actually realize that he was involved. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's coming out very soon. Um, but yeah, big uh, big old thumb up for Young Justice. Nice. Um, over to Marvel now. Um, we have a whole stack of number ones um, from Marvel. They put out too many. Uh, we could one say. could argue. Um, Captain Marvel number one is uh, the latest uh, attempt to make Captain Marvel a hero that lots of people read. Um, and I think they're the most successful one in a long time. Uh, it's written by Kelly Thompson with art by Carmen Canero and colors by Tamara Bondalan. I uh, didn't actually get through this, but I read the first half on the bus on the way here. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I think uh, I, I was thinking about it and um, I don't dislike the character. Um, of Captain Marvel, but I've, 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 sorry, specifically Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've not read many things that I'm like, hell yeah, that's 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 my character. And yeah, I think my favorite trait of hers is that she's Spider Woman's friend, <laughs> because the best the the times that she's been best written is in uh, for me Dennis Hopeless's Spider Woman run. Um, I think like she's a great foil. They're a great foil for each other, really. Um, ah, oh, um, uh, hazmat's in this. Yes, I fucking love hazmat. Me too. I was making a joke. We were, um, Hazmat is you. Hazmat hates Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's you. Yeah. Hazmat is me, actually. <laughs> mm, that's worrying. I need to think about that. <laughs> but true. Anyway, I fucking love that. That's great. Great, great, great. Good job. Art's great. Kelly Thompson writes good, believable dialogue. Yeah, I th- and I think um, it was made, it made a smart decision because I feel like a lot of other um, Captain Marvel runs try to introduce lots of new characters or Carol Danvers' family. And I think it was smart having, you know, at, at the start we have a team up between her and, uh, and Spider-Woman. Um, and then, yeah, we have um, uh, Iron Man demanding a meeting with her. And so you have, like, these two like two best friends talking and then you have these once were friends now enemies now forced to work together yeah um discussions between her her and iron man and then you have roadie showing up once were lovers then he died and they haven't seen each other since he died and came back to life um so you have this like awkward discussion between them trying to patch things up yeah um and it was great it made me go like oh maybe that that is a, a great trait is it you know what i like about carol danvers is the relationship she has with other marvel characters and i think that's that's fine yeah. Um, and then, um, so the, the Kelly Thompson does a great job establishing Danvers in this world, you know, in the, in the current Marvel universe before... Uh, a, Transporting her out of it. Yeah, a big a, a, an attack go, that, that not even Captain America, Thor and Iron Man together can, can stop uh, sends Danvers uh, flying into a portal. Um, and uh, we now learn that she is in like a post-apocalyptic future type scenario. Um, it's almost like you know, Captain Marvel's times Mad Max. Then uh, I guess that's going to be the future of this series going forward. And I'm into that. It's super fun. Kelly Thompson's dialogue is, is great. Yep. And uh, I'm definitely going to be reading this series. Yeah, nice. Cover's great too. And Connor forever. Yep, real good. Good to see her doing a Marvel cover too. Mm. Took her then very often. Um, last week, we got the first issue of Invaders, um, the uh, return of uh, Captain Marvel, Namor, Bucky, and uh, the original Human Torch. Um, one of the first Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now being written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Carlos Magno with Butch Geis and colours by Alex Guillamares. Oh, I love Butch Geis. Did you read this one? No. Nah. No, why not? Just didn't get to it. Didn't get to it. Uh, Wanted to, meant to, didn't. So, um, a while ago we talked about the, um, what was that weird uh, Invaders, not Invaders, sorry, what was it called? I've got it. Uh, Defenders, um, Best Defence. Um, and uh, Chip Zdarsky wrote the, the Namor issue of that, which was mostly set underwater 
and very much about the politics of uh, of living underwater. Uh, it was very, very serious and wordy and not the kind of Zadarsky that I like, also not the kind of Namor that I like. I like bitchy, sassy uh, Namor. Having, you like fuckboy Namor. I, I love fuckboy Namor. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that is the Namor that returns in this. Um, just, but I know you really like that issue, so you might like this a lot. I know a lot of mm. our listeners really like this too. But um, it, it, when a Zadarsky book doesn't make me smile even once, yeah. I'm like, that's not why I read his books. So, And it, I'm not saying that, that that should be the only kind of books he reads either, but they're the ones that I like to read of his. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, I, this is not not right right in tone for me to continue on. Hmm, okay. Which I'm bummed about because I do love, I love Namor. I love, you know, the idea of this kind of fun invaders team coming back together. But, but if it's not fun. Well, so it's the three, it's Bucky, Human Torch and, and Captain America, specifically Captain America, um, going down under the water to stop Namor from starting another war and suggesting oh, yeah. that like while they all moved on, Namor's still fighting his war from World War Two. <laughs> I love that. That's like some hectic, like that's some, that's some human privilege. That's some crazy arrogance to be like, you're still fighting our war, Namor. Let it go. <laughs> Namor's fighting his own wars. All right, man. <laughs> he's got his own shit going on. Um, yeah. And then they do kind of, you say know what that he's really too. fighting for is that Sue Storm will never leave. Reed. That's the real problem. That's a real bummer. Um, but yeah, look, uh, some solid art on this. I just, uh, not, not, not the invader story that I want to read. Yeah. Fair. It looks a bit grim. Um, over to uh, Spidey now. We've got two Spider-Man number ones in the last month. Uh, we got a Miles Morales Spider-Man book, which I think you talked about in the last episode. Yeah, uh, I liked written, it. Written by Saladin Ahmed with art by Javier Garon and David Curiel on colors. Um, and uh, I thought this is a solid start. Um, yeah, it's good. Not, it's cute. Ne- not necessarily one that I, I need to keep reading, but maybe I'll wait for this one on trade. Did you not read issue two? Uh, no. Ah. Did issue two get much better? Um, I mean, I like the first issue, so I don't know. If I, I, like, I like the first better, issue too. But he yeah. teams up with Rhino. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I did like that a little bit. You know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go home with that second issue. And maybe I'll... I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to let go of these comics. I've, I haven't watched or read Marie Kondo, but I've read a lot of hot takes regarding her. Man, and, uh, I have never cared less about anything. And it's been so present in my life. I don't give a fuck. Uh, all I want... No, I, I just, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun thing to think about, a way of uh, getting rid of comics just being... What, I mean, I'm not really hugging them and thanking them before I get rid of them for not giving me joy. But uh, there's, you don't need to read this many superhero comics every single no, week. No, no one does. And I have, yet, I do. My magic number is 10. I want to get down to 10 comics a week and then read oh, yeah. everything else around that. Because that's, a, that's a stuff like, you know, one afternoon of comic book reading a week. Hmm. And uh, that's fun and, and manageable. But when I have like an enormous stack of comics at my bedside table that I'm like, oh, I've got to whittle away at that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a novel in, uh, in, 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 in like a, a couple of weeks ago. What? Called Exit West. It was fucking great. Was it good? Yeah, there weren't even any pictures in it. And I, I didn't know I was capable bullshit. of reading such a thing anymore. I've been reading a book of essays. That's how serious I am about my non-comic book reading time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, a, a good book. Not one. I like it. I think Salad and Armand's Don't like, condo it, guys. Don't eh. Marie condo this book. It's worth it. Miles is the Spidey we deserve. Yeah, he's good. Um, and Salad and Armand writes a fucking good Miles. And anyone who involves the Rhino in their first arc is a friend of mine. Um, we also got Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one by Tom Taylor. Um, and, and Juan Cabal, and Juan Cabal, who, who Tom Taylor, Tom, sorry, Tom Taylor told me some like, um, like he's so mysterious. Like Tom Taylor's like, I talk to this man most days, and I know nothing about his life. Well, I don't amazing. know anything about him. I don't know how old he is. I don't know where he lives. I don't know like anything. He just appeared and is fucking amazing. Anyway, so yeah, King's Comics held a, uh, a signing for the first issue of this when it came out a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, and Tom Taylor came through and signed a bunch of co- uh, first issues of uh, a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. He's a lovely man. 
Um, and uh, yeah, this has uh, Nolan Wooded on colors too. So this is the same team that did X23 together. Yep. Uh, now doing a Spidey book. I was like, I love that team. Yep. Do we really need another Peter Parker Spidey book when there's already another one? Yes, we do. Um, yeah, because this is so much more enjoyable to me than the expensive Spider-Man book, um, which Wait, I liked, like. Who's but, shocked, man? But Tom Taylor just gets these like, you know, super old heroes that and, and can do something new and fresh feeling to them, but also appeals to everything I used to like about these characters as well. Yeah, there's something about Tom Taylor where he just really gets the uh, appeal of superheroes and he manages to do stories that are serious and have emotional heft, but still have a sense of fun and ease and in lightness, them. Yeah. Um, I think he's just very skilled and he's very clever and he's getting a lot of work and he should be... Yeah, you know, I buy, like he deserves all the success that he gets, and I can't think of many characters that he is better suited to than a Spider-Man book, especially the way that he has approached this one. Yeah, having it be like he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He is solving problems in his neighborhood. I think it works. I think that's what we've been missing from Spider-Man. Yeah, don't know about uh, Art May now has cancer. Oh yeah, I could leave that, but. Uh, but everything else, especially. But she's an old broad, you know. She's going to start. This is going to happen more and more often these days, guys. She's You're been an old broad to... for like fifty years now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's she's been doing very well for herself this whole time. <laughs> now it's time for some boobs cancer. Boobs cancer. <laughs> oh, Another sorry, potential everyone. episode now. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be keeping on with Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Wonka Cabal's art is so good on it too. It feels very different from a lot of other Spidey art I've seen over the years too. Um, he's a good. Yeah, absolutely. It works. Good fun. Um, a surprisingly big, high-profile number one for Marvel um, recently was Conan the Barbarian. Mm. Uh, it was so high-profile that they're going to do another two Conan comic books. That They just got the license. <laughs> um, and uh, so the first one uh, is called Conan, Conan the Barbarian, um, and uh, it is written by uh, Jason Aaron uh, with art by Mahmoud Azra and colors by Matthew Wilson. Uh, it also features uh, part one of an all-new Conan novella, which I guarantee you 99% of the people that bought this did not read. I, I did. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, I have turned into someone that I like barely recognize where I'm like, you know what I love? Old men comics. I love Conan. I love Hulk. I love all this like, I love, I love Barbarella and Deja Thoris this month. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with me, but I fucking love this Conan series. I think it's exceptional. I thought it was boring, but continue. What? Did you read it, Jim? Did you like Conan? Yeah. Jim liked Conan. Jim. See, I'm turning into Jim. God, that's what happens. Um... I thought it was like just exciting and fast paced. And I don't read that much like of whatever this genre is. Sure. It's not quite fair to Sword see. and sandals. Yeah, sword and sandals. Um, and I thought it was really good fun. I don't like the spooky kids. I'm done with spooky kids. For me, it felt like a, like a, almost like a Hellboy spinoff with like Conan being like, a, yeah. um, seduced by a witch lady. Yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah. Actually, that is so up your alley, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. This was great. Um, Mahmoud Azra can draw the hell out of Conan it, it looks great and it was definitely like you know what I kind of expected from a Conan the Barbarian yeah 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 I don't really care the novella is hilarious is it it's so good I love it I was kind of hoping for um, something similar to like when he pretty much wrote a Conan story in that Weird World series that he did for yeah, Secret yeah, Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that and I was kind of expecting something like that, like weird. Something weirder. It was like sword and sandals crossed with cosmic as opposed to like magic and witchcraft and stuff like that. You hate fantasy. I just, I doesn't. And I'm it's gonna, so I'm bizarre. It. Anyway, I think it's great. I'm glad you liked it. Good. Um, so you didn't read issue two? Issue two was great. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, Defenders, the best defense. Um, we got a, a wrap up to this series. 
Um, we spoke about the previous uh, four number ones that led mm-hmm. to this point. Um, you said you didn't like the Silver Surfer issue uh, written and drawn by Jess and Latour. I thought that was the strongest one of the bunch. I just, I really wanted to love it and I really loved like moments, but I didn't follow the story because it just wasn't, I just wanted like, like a couple more explanatory panels. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Or just like a little, now we're here. Back in this time, I, 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 four I, I, years ago. I don't think it was that. that, that five that, years from now. I was expecting it to be like so comp because he's written so many books that made like what was that series that he did? Um, Black Clouds. Black Clouds. That was I just could not make sense of. Yeah, of that see, I found this much more incomprehensible. All oh, right, yeah, it's an opposite. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, there. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they wrapped it all up together. Um, all the characters came together in Defenders: The Best Defense Number One, uh, which was written by Al Ewing, who also wrote the Immortal Hulk issue. I did um, not read this. Was it good? Oh, that's crazy! You didn't write it. Read it. But also not that crazy, knowing that you... I was had art by Joe Bennett. Um, mm. And uh, it was, yeah, it was fun seeing um, Bennett and Ewing teaming up for a big, wild, cosmic book that saw these characters come together to battle this crazy beast. Um, uh, he had to... Silver Surfer had to give name all the powers of the of the cosmic... What is it called? The power cosmic or power whatever. Power cosmic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, Ooh, shiny silver name or... Yeah, like an old... Um, an old uh, Doctor Strange from a different timeline had to kind of like get these the three other three other defenders to kind of work together mm-hmm, across mm-hmm. different areas of of space to stop this you know stop the universe from being destroyed uh it was big silly and fun featured a classic dr strange tricking a demon with another demon all nice, kinds nice, of fun nice. shit like that i was into it it was a fun wrap-up to this oh, cool. was a, I, I, are they doing any is it is this then leading into anything or is no, that the whole thing fun little, I, I, this is the kind of little yeah, mini man. events that i love yep like i just, appreciate it like you don't you didn't need to read any of these books if you were already reading Immortal Hulk or, or Doctor Strange or, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. but uh, if you if you wanted a little bit of extra fun, I, I thought it was a really satisfying comic book experience. That makes way more sense than what we're doing with like Marvel Knights at the moment, where they have a different writer teaming up with Donny Cates for every each issue. So it does feel really disjointed. Whereas this didn't feel disjointed because they were telling completely separate stories that then came together at the end. That's the way to do it. Mm, I agree. So that was a fun mini event. Cool. But Siobhan, you know it was not a fun event of any kind. Uh, one of the worst things I've ever read, I think. <laughs> I fully, like, this was the first thing that I was like, we're not doing this weekly anymore, then I'm not fucking reading Infinity Wars anymore. So Infinity Wars was, originally, it was kind of what span out and ended um, Jerry Duggan's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy run, which was a run that I was really enjoying. Looking and forward to, I'm actually looking forward to Johnny Cates. Donny Cates' Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Run, which I think starts this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Jerry Duggan, a year ago, took over Guardians of the Galaxy and nine or so issues in, uh, it was announced that it was being cancelled and he was now writing Marvel's big event, Infinity Wars. Uh, I guess they were like, we need something to tie into the biggest movie of all time that's coming out this year. Uh, you ha- it has to just be the name of the movie with S on the end. Just reprint the Infinity Gauntlet in single. That's, yeah. I actually think that's a good idea. And then just put the, like a, a photo of each of the actors on the front. Yeah. yeah that would Done. way better. Just put a shirtless pinup. <laughs> Done. God, I should work at Marvel. I should um, never work at Marvel. Imagine <laughs> imagine the shit that I would produce. So, yeah, we got the, the wrap-up of Infinity Wars with number six, then led straight into Infinity Wars Infinity number one. Oh, yeah. And we got Infinity Wars Fallen Guardian number one. What happened? Like, it is so insane how convoluted this yeah. story and just boring this story got. Yeah. I, obviously, each of their own, maybe someone out there is enjoying it, but for me, this represents the worst an event could ever be. Is um, it just like is just is Adam Warlock back? Is that like the main? Adam is that Warlock the main point is of it? Back. Gamora is like ostracized and now has to kind of like redeem herself. Oh, she's been away Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Drax is dead. Oh, but before Drax su- like, sacrifices himself, 
we have like a a story that shows that he was split in two, and like yeah, he was sax man he was and a then sax man, yeah, and like violence man, yeah. So you know all about it already, or you, or you read that issue? I guess. Oh, I read like a dude playing saxophone, and then everyone, he's like, "I just feel like there's part of me missing, Barbara, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was for Infinity Wars: Fallen Guardian. The stupidest thing about this event is that, like, instead of um, clicking fingers and, and destroying half the universe, Gamora clicks her fingers and the universe folds in on each other. So you have things meshing together, and so they made the Infinity Warp universe. Dumb. And you know, I don't think many people bought the like a handful of miniseries that span out of the Infinity Warp idea where you had like Soldier Supreme, which was Captain America and Doctor Strange and, you know, some fun little ideas, but I don't think that was a particularly high-selling miniseries. It was um, annoying. But, yeah, so it's, at the end of this event, they don't just like go, okay, to fuck with that, who cares about it? Like, mm. you know, everything's back to normal now. Um, Drax sacrifices himself to save the Infinity Warps universe. Because Why? if they just bring back our regular universe that disappears forever. So Drax and Drax holds the earth portal open and Saxman holds the infinity warps universe portal open or something like that. And then they explode. Oh, and well both, that's good. Now that's going to be around forever. Thank goodness. Enjoy. It's wow. Very strange. Phew. Yeah. I'm so glad. Uh, it's just an extremely pointless event that I don't think is Jerry Duggan's fault necessarily more. So it's like, you know, everyone higher up at Marvel going, this is what needs to happen. His, mm. You have you have one afternoon, mm. <laughs> and mm. go. Uh, so yeah, a really disappointing um, uh, event that started out quite strongly because it really tied into Guardians of the Galaxy really well, and you had various characters across the Marvel universe, you know, with each of the stones, and this tied in Loki in a weird way. I think people need to stop using Loki in events now; he's showing up too much. Um, yeah, it's true. People just love Tom Hiddleston. They do. Um, but yeah, uh, a really, really disappointing end to a stupid event. Yes. Um, did you read the Fantastic Four wedding special? Yes, I did. I can't remember what happened into it, but I don't. I, 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 Weddings, while, while marriage. I'm, while I'm shitting on uh, on on Marvel, I, I have to say I'm 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 surprised at how much I don't care about Fantastic Four return that Dan Slott's doing Wait, that run. Did I read this one? No, I read a different one. So it was like this wedding special was like all of them going on like either a hen's night or a stag night. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, a, you know, a bunch of cute little stories, but uh, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, I read a different one. There was like another one. Another one with like the exact same cover or something. Right. Am I insane? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that's that. That's that's my shit on Marvel section. It might come back up when we uh, go to Marvel. Nice. They're doing, like, like you were saying, they... They just do so much, guys. They do so many comics that like it's that... Like, some are amazing. Many are terrible. Some are absolutely amazing, and I think, it, and I just wish that they would focus on those instead of just shitting out so many issues of so many comics. Yeah, um, it would also be better for like the comic book industry as a whole. Yeah, retailers definitely. Because I don't really I have my own bugbears. They don't really double ship as much as they used to. They instead just ship one comic featuring the main hero and then like three spin-off comics in the yeah. same month. Yeah. So it's worse. It's way more annoying. And we're still getting weekly on Kenny X-Men, but I don't mind because I'm insane. Um, so uh, we got a bunch of holiday specials. Um, and like I said, it's pretty funny to uh, be reviewing holiday specials in uh, a month after Christmas. But here we are. Here we are. Um, Klaus, um, Grant Morrison's excellent Santa Claus book, uh, returns every single year for a uh, special holiday special with art um, by Dan Mora. Uh, and this month we got, well, last month we got Klaus and the Crying Snowman. It's basically like... The Santa Justice League now. 
which is pretty fun. Yeah, totally. So all, all the different um, Christmas, like all the, all the different Santa equivalents from all different uh, parts of the world teaming up to uh, stop evil each Christmas. Uh, and this one saw them... Uh, oh, this had that big sad story about the dad turning into a snowman. Yep. Oh, that was very bummer. So it's like it's on one hand, it's like a crazy cosmic Christmas event, but then we also have this like man. Essentially, it's like uh, like a man who cheats on his wife and lies to his son, mm. and then uh, is becomes is, a snowman, becomes a snowman, and then melts. Um, but uh, after fighting alongside the Santas, he's given a second chance. Um, I did love this. How can you not? They're so silly, but also so warm and touching. Yeah, uh, it's just good shit. Graham uh, Morrison is good. Controversial yeah. opinion. <laughs> Hot take. Um, and uh, oh, Santa Claus is good. Santa Claus, good. Too. Yeah. Snowman, good. Yeah, all good. Christmas stuff in January, real good. Real good, real good. Uh, it is funny reading. Like I was yeah, reading these like five days ago, being like, oh, it's still Christmas, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas somewhere. Isn't that <laughs> how that works? Uh, but yeah, Claus and the Cry- Crying Snowman. I thought this was uh, better. Last year we got that weird uh, like 80s cosmic kind of adventure mm. which was alright I, th- I think I like this a lot more yeah me too but I hope we get one of these every year because they're great yeah I mean it does so well for Boom I yeah. can't imagine that they're going to stop them anytime soon um, I also really enjoyed the Hellboy Winter Special oh, cool um, tell me about it which was the Mike Mignola uh, written um, alongside a bunch of other collaborators we have a story with by Mike Mignola um, uh, in which uh, a bunch of uh, like basically like uh, on, on one Christmas uh, sorry New Year's Eve sorry um, uh, Hellboy joins uh a, a bunch of like, you know, old people um, in a in a rich place. Um, nice. In a, in a manner um, for okay. a, a New Year's Eve tradition where they basically have a seance and and, and summon mm-hmm. someone uh, someone from from down below. And he, said, and he said this is not this is a bad idea. Ends up being a demon which he has to kill. Really fun, simple um, uh, story with great art by Mike Ben Stein, Stenbeck. Then we had an excellent. Um, a little comic um, called Lost Ones by Gabrielle Barr and Fabio Moon. Nice. Um, which uh, I didn't recognize the demons that they wrote about in this, but I guess it ties into Hellboy. Um, and uh, finally, we had a um, Lobster Johnson little holiday special, um, which was uh, written and drawn by Tonchi Zonjic, hmm. which I thought was the highlight of the entire special. Cool. Um, colors in most of these stories by Dave Stewart were excellent too. Uh, a great little collection. I, mean, I think that this is another really great consistently good holiday special as well as the Hellboy one. Yeah, nice. Um, you recommended I read the Merry X-Men holiday special. Did you like it? Fuck, it was so good. It's good, right? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe Better than that Greg Land cover, which have you believe. Yeah. Um, so basically it's like every it's like it's the, you know, every day leading up to Christmas, so starting December one onwards and each page is a different day of December. Um, and each page is written and drawn by a different creative team. Um, there's a, a bridging comic, so every few days we check back in with Jubilee and her, and her son as she gets trapped in a mall um, that Arcade has set up um, and uh, tries to escape it. But then there's like a whole bunch of different uh, creators, some of which already have Marvel books. Some of them are rappers yeah. writing their comic book debut. A surprising amount of rappers. An insane amount of rappers. Um, but uh, this was really, really fun and had some uh, great, funny and warm moments throughout it. Um, this is exactly what... Uh, comic book Christmas special should be. I loved it. It was good fun. Uh, I didn't read, read a one. Deadpool thing? I didn't know. I, I tried to read Seasons Beatings number one. It was like a Deadpool Christmas thing. I didn't get very far. Nice. Cool. <laughs> um, you recommended, uh, and obviously you, I was going to read it too, but yeah. um, last episode talked about Black Hammer Cthulhu which was a, um, a, a one-shot 
um, set in the Black Hammer universe, um, featuring the daughter of uh, Cthulhu. Cthulhu, um, Cthulhu Louise, um, basically like become like become what her what what a, a a squid god wants her to become. Yeah. Um, so she can escape the world that she hates being a part of so much. Uh, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Amy Lennox, colors by Dave, St- Dave Stewart. I mean, everything in this, everything in this. So sweet. I don't know if it was sweet. It was like sad, but it like it had a sweet ending. Yeah. Did it? Did it? Was she happy about what, what, what ended up happening? I thought she was happy. So basically she, she wants to escape. Um, she wants to be normal. Yeah. Cause she so is. So they send her to oh, right. a planet in which everyone has a squid head. Yeah. You're right, which quite, is kind of quite quite um, sweet and beautiful, isn't sweet. it? And like she didn't she she didn't love her parents especially because they didn't especially love her. Yep. And she didn't love her friends, so I think that that was like the sweetest possible ending. I loved it. Yeah, a good little one shot. It's nice, cool. Uh, like it's nice, cool. It's nice, cool seeing Emmy Lennox do interiors. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. We haven't I haven't seen anything besides like I think she did like a in the anthology issues of Black Hammer. She yep. did something in that, and I haven't seen her do anything like long form like since, since Plutona, Plutona. Yeah. with Lemire. Um, what do you got right there, Siobhan? I got Barbarella Deja Thoris, number one. So what? So it's a co- combo of two characters that I've read very limited uh, issues of. I have read um, I've read most of the original Barbarella comics, but the Kelly Pseudoconic translation. Yep. Um, I have tried a number of times to read like John Carter of Mars and Deja Thoris comics, and they've just never really appealed to me. But this is written by Leah Williams, hot 2K19 favorite. Probably Leah yeah, Williams. She's about she's, her X Men book is about to start. Quite yeah, and she's soon. about to do a Thanos book as well. Oh, cool. Is that right? Or am I confusing it with someone else? Hmm, we'll never know. Um, illustrated by German Garcia or German Garcia. Who could say? Colored by um, Addison Duke. Letters by Crank. Um, and this sees Barbarella, the sexy space exploratrix, explore, explorer lady, crash land on a planet. Um, where a professor that she has been um, very briefly sort of uh, discussing things, his work with, she's come to visit him, and she arrives and he's been murdered, and he's left clues for her. And so she finds this, like, crazy magical-seeming mirror. And then Deja Thoris is overseeing, on her planet, Mars, is overseeing the um, an archaeological dig, and she finds a mirror, and then they both fall through the mirror, and now they're trapped together. And I fucking loved it. That's great. It's a very yeah. great issue. The art's incredible. Like Leah Williams writes an amazing Barbarella, perfect Barbarella, spot on. She's like full of double entendre, but also super smart, super brainy. It's the best. This That's is great. Really great. I feel like the last series we read looked really good, but it was written by a dude, and like it was Barbarella escaping a facility where they cut women's vaginas out. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't even look good. The art was terrible, oh, was it? and okay, it was right. written by fucking some dude. I can't remember. But anyway, this is how you should write Barbarella, friends. It was great. I loved it. Everyone should read it. I'm so glad Jump to hear that. It. Cool. I will give this one a shot for sure. I do like Leah Williams a lot. She wrote our two favorite kind of one shots from last year: the What If Magic um, one shot and. Another thing that was really good too. Yeah, yeah. She wrote um, that that uh, X-Men Emma Frost. Black. X-Men Emma Black Frost. Emma Frost. Yeah, that was excellent too. Oh, I hope she gets to follow that through. I think she is. Um, so finally, on the number one front, I read Livewire number one. Yeah, I read um, this too. Through Valiant Comics. Uh, this is written by Vida Ayala with up by Raul Allen. Um, the last thing we saw Raul Allen do for Valiant was the excellent Secret Weapons mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. series um, and Patricia Martin on colors. 
Um, and I was so excited when this got announced because I really like Vida Ayala. I yep. think Livewire is a really great character, yep. especially in Secret Weapons, which is where the, you know I'm most familiar with her from. Yep, I love but Raul Allen. Then Harbinger Wars 2 happened, and they kind of Captain Marveled her character in that they made her... Did you read any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they basically yeah. made her responsible for killing hundreds of soldiers and... Like in the name of protecting, like you know, her, the X Men equivalents, the uh, the Psyots in the in, in the in the Valiant world, um, and it seemed really out of character, um, and it sucks. They made that, her like she's crazy. Yeah, so all the world hates. Imagine being told like at the height of Secret Weapons, being like this critical darling. Hey, yeah. you get to write Livewire. Yeah. Then when, but but, but, but also you got to deal with this fucking shitstorm. Exactly. Um, and so it's it's a real bummer that Vidyala, who is a great writer, has to deal with the entire world hating the character that she's writing, and even like her friends not trusting her. And it's like this should be a lot more fun than it is, but it, it's, she but has to deal with that. I really think she made the best of a bad situation. Definitely and agree, I think yeah. she like, uh, did a good job of kind of dealing with all that stuff and how the characters responded to it. I love it. I thought it was really good. Um, obviously it's excellent to see Roel Allen's, uh, art again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I hope we get to see him do, get to do some of the fun, really dynamic layouts that we saw in Secret Weapons. It's yeah. a lot more straightforward in this issue, but it's still really solid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I hated that Harbinger Wars too so much that this, yeah. this kind of put... Back- but I, I mean, I sort of, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it more than Captain Marvel, I felt, because I felt like she was a bit more secure in her decisions like she felt a bit sure. more in control of the situation or something she's Livewire herself is really well written it's, yeah. and, and everyone's well written it's just that it, no one trusts the character and it's kind of like oh this is boring yeah, yeah, I want yeah. them to be a team again yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that um, so it's Livewire hmm. um, I may I think that the second issue came out last week or this week I can't remember I'm, I may pick it up depending on how I I'm feeling um, so this kind of counts as first issues but I okay. want to talk about uh, quickly a new publisher called TKO Studios uh, who last week uh, did something very unique mm-hmm. in that they um, launched four series. Where they released issues one, two, three, four, five, and six on one day. Um, and you could either buy um, each of the issues in, in single format in a box. Slipcase. Slipcase. Nice for the collector. Or you could buy the trade of, all the, of, of the entire series. Just blonk, there it is. Done. Um, you can also, if you go to their website, TKO Studios, you can read the first issue of every one of those series for free. And then if you're the, while you're there, you can just buy the entire thing digitally too. Yeah. And um, you can um, – they, they do lots of like – I mean, part of the thing that they're trying to do is like sort of um, get out of that diamond direct market yeah. madness. But you can request that your local comic book store um, stocks them and they do actually a really good deal for comic book stores. Oh, that's um, so good to know. So I, I recommend – looking into that if you haven't so it's really amazing to see um king's comics very well stocked with all the tko books um one of them is already completely sold out i think yeah um and the others uh, aren't too far behind but yeah the four books that uh, came out last week we have um sarah which is written by garth ennis with art by steve epting and colors by elizabeth brightweiser no surprise that's the one that's like sold out well yeah, it's, it's definitely the, the highest profile in terms of writer and artist mm. and colorist mm. um but then we also have the seven deadly sins which is written by one of the founders of tko studios uh, new comic book newcomer um, Tse Chun um, who is a writer and director and producer of the series Gotham and other things in TV but yeah this is his first comic he did two comic books one of them is called The Seven Deadly Sins with art by um, Artyom Trakhanov um, and Julia Brusco on colours um, and then uh, Tse Chun also did the, wrote co-wrote um, the, the Fearsome Dr. Fang with Mike Weiss um, with art by Dan McDade and colours by Daniela 
Miwa. And finally, um, my favorite of the bunch, Goodnight Paradise, which is written by Joshua, um, either Dysart or Dizart. Dizart? I should have, I should have asked. I have plenty of people mm. that are big fans of him that would totally know. Oh, well. Um, Alberto Ponticelli uh, did art on this one, and Julia Brusco returning for colors on this one, too. Um, so, Sarah by Garth Ennis and um, Steve Epting. Um, and Brightweiser is a um, uh, kind of the, the comic that these days Garth Ennis is, be- is best at. Uh, a completely humorless, uh, bleak look at war. Um, and Sarah follows nice. um, a group of um, female, Russian female snipers during World War II um, who are trying to hold their ground against uh, incoming Germans. Um, and we kind of see what it's like to be Sarah, who is one of the snipers, um, who is noticing that as much as they're fighting a war of Ger- against Germany, they're also fighting a war against Russia um, and the internal things that uh, the people higher up are, ma- are forcing the soldiers to do. Um, and it's, it's, it's a real bummer of a comic. It is easily the most beautiful looking. Um, Epting and, and Brightwise's um, art is, is phenomenal um, of, of, of all the Tikero books this week. Um, in fact... I will say that the, the combination of Epting and, and Brightweiser, who I'm most familiar with as um, Ed Brubaker collaborators, meant that um, I forgot I was reading a Garth Ennis book at multiple times while I was reading it. Actually, mm. his writing was definitely subdued and um, and reminded like, you know reminded me almost of Brubaker in a way. Um, so cool. yeah, I, 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 that Sarah is really really solid, uh, but not for everybody. It's it's another war book. So if you're not a war comic fan, you probably won't like that. I don't really have much interest in that. Good Night Paradise is easily my favorite of the bunch. Um, again, written by Joshua uh, Dizart, um, and uh, this fall, it's a murder mystery, um, but not one. The, the setup is not one that we've seen uh, in in comics or an art form before. Basically, it follows um, earlier in the first issue we see. Um, uh, our, our main character, who is um, uh, an, an older homeless man um, in uh, in Venice Beach, California, um, he uh, stumbles across the body of another homeless young girl, um, and uh, learns that, like you know, society doesn't really care how it happened or why it happened, and kind of takes it upon himself to get to the bottom of the mystery. Um, and becomes this like insane crime caper involving all these different young people from different walks of life that came together because they were all homeless mm-hmm. um, and explores like um, like the the effects of um, uh, sorry what the words escaping me when uh, uh, gentrification oh, uh, yeah. gentrification and like you know people's kind of thoughts towards homelessness the main character has a son. Uh, living elsewhere in California that spends the majority of this uh, book. Try- the son's trying to get in touch with him and come and see his father. Oh, he had been estranged for so long and it's just so tragic that, you know, that the main character is an alcoholic. And mm. uh, I didn't... It, 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 again, it's a pretty heavy subject matter. It is dealt with in such a mature and great way. Mm. The story is genuinely gripping and insanely satisfying and it's something that you won't stop thinking about for a great lot of time after you finish it. Amazing. Um, I thought that yeah, far, like? far and away my, my favorite. Ponticelli's art—it's like you know—it's it's, oh, nice. it's a little—it's—it's—it goes from quite clean pencils to very very dirty, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. kind of smudged 
mm. inks and 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 colors. It it suits the story really really well. I like um, the um. So all of the TKO books come in like a nice oversized format, yep. and it gives the artist a bit more room to breathe, and it's so just good. lovely. Um, and then uh, yeah, the two Sei Chun books are um, the fearsome Doctor Fang, uh, again co-written with Mike Weiss, um, featuring art by Dan McDade, who you may be familiar with if you. Uh, uh, are a Judge Dread reader. He did some art on uh, oh, some okay. of the Dread books, uh, and uh, this is a uh, a very pulpy, um, like kind of throwback uh, book set in like the early 1900s, like 1904. Uh, it's you know very kind of like it's a buddy cop uh, teaming up with a uh, like a you know the word Oriental is used uh, m- many times goodness. throughout this, but it's written by Se Chun, yeah, who yeah, I assume yeah. uh, is is an Asian man, um, uh, and that actually colors like so the. We're so used to reading these very pulpy books, either when they were written by a white person. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Or I feel like even more recently, like when even when you see a throwback, it is also written by a white man. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it was cool seeing this kind of story in which, like, yeah, like this, like, you know, uh, big bruiser kind of cop figure teams up with a... Um, uh, an oriental anti-hero mm. called mm. Dr. Fang um, and uh, another a, a, a treasure hunter girl. Um, the three of them t- team up to kind of uh, stop the world from, uh, sorry, San Francisco from being destroyed. Cool. Um, and uh, I think there are a lot of twists on the, this, you know, very well explored genre that mm. made it a fun read. Um, it was probably my least favorite, all of them, but they're all very strong books. So cool. I not say it's bad. And then Seven Daily Sins, probably my second favorite. So if I was going to rank these, I would say, uh, Good Night Paradise, number one. Seven Deadly Sins, number two. Sarah, number three. And Fearsome Dr. Fang, at number four. Cool. Where I thought um, uh, I found Seichun and Mike Weiss's writing together a little bit, uh, just a bit bit much. Not mm-hmm. quite suffocating, but, you know, a bit more to read than I would, would have liked. Um, Seven Deadly Sins I found a lot easier to, to, to read. This is like I would... Com- uh, this is with art by Artyom uh, Trakhanov. Um, I would compare it's this... like a Western? Yeah, it's a Western, uh, kind of like those those last two um, uh, Tarantino movies, so like The Hateful Eight mm-hmm. and Django Unchained, crossed with a Jason Aaron doing scalped cool, cool, um, cool. kind of vibe. But a lot more subtle when it comes to... Like he does definitely writes characters that um, 
could be described as stereotypes, but again, there is a twist on each of them, and the their their actions feel a lot more genuine than what you get in a Tarantino movie or an Aaron book. Sometimes, uh, each of the so basically this is a, like yeah set in like the nineteen eighteen somethings, um, and you have uh, seven different criminals that each, each represent one of the deadly sins, um, and uh, cool. on while they're being sent to be executed, I guess um, they are freed by a um, a holy man who needs them to join him for a mission. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's pretty grisly um, throughout it. But, uh, man, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and, 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 yeah, Archie Trakhanov's art is great. And uh, I found Se Chun's writing a lot stronger on this one too. Cool. So, yeah, like, if, I, if I have to say, like, pick one of these up, I would definitely recommend Goodnight Paradise as the one you should get straight yeah, away. Yeah, that's the one that sounds most interesting to me. And Seven Daily Sins is also a lot of fun too. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I feel like Sarah is going to be the no-brainer one that sells heaps anyway. Yeah. It, you know, it's, 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 it's the team. So it's got Garth Ennis on it. And uh, Fierce and Dr. Fang definitely will appeal to the pulpy fans of us too. Jim! Uh, I'm so excited by this, this studio's uh, existence. We've got a Jeff Lemire series with um, Gabrielle Walter coming yeah, out really very soon. very excited about that one. Roxanne Gay is, is returning to comics for a new series with them too. Uh, yes, it's please. It's just really, really cool. And the way they're doing things, you know, offering, offering that first first issue free yep. and then the immediate chance to just buy the entire thing and read yep. it digitally right then and there. It's clever. just the way it should be done. And, the, the and giving people the brilliant, option, because like, loads of people are still collectors and you're not, they're not going to stop collecting anytime soon and giving them that like nice slipcase edition option I think is really smart. Yep. Um, and then also just offering the trade is perfect. I, th- I just... I think what they're doing is very, very clever. Yep, me too. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend. Please go check them out, guys. TKO, TKO Studios. Yes. They seem really, really great to deal with like from a retailer point of view and yep. even from a podcaster point of view. Like, you know, I, they got back to me immediately when I said I couldn't... That, that, that Sarah had sold out at King's and mm. hooked me up with a review copy in like oh, nice. within hours. So wow. Super, super awesome of them. Yeah, they're great. They uh, actually have been amazing to deal with. Unreal. So good. So, Siobhan. Yeah. An hour and 22 minutes in. Do we need oh a little God. break? Do we need to go refresh our waters or that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, and then we'll, 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 we'll return. You guys don't even need to know this. Just let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Like we'll, there's not going to be any break for you guys. We're not going to like put the microphones down and like, I mean, just make, would that be good? You, could you do, guys could have a wee break. You could do fan. I mean, do you guys listen to us while you're weeing? <laughs> let us know. Is that what Let Siobhan, right now? only Siobhan know. Yeah, can everyone tweet me, please? I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Okay, well, uh, let's let's come back right. in a moment with uh, our reviews of DC, Marvel, Image, and other publishers. Nice. Uh, neither of us paid, does that? No, it takes so fucking to. long. <laughs> That's re- look. That makes sense if you understand the current layout of King's Comics. We, we, there's no bathroom, there's space, no so toilet. we have to get a key and then go to like a, a bank building next door and then go in an yeah. elevator down to the basement. Yeah. But you can't use the actual bathrooms. You have to use no. the peasants' bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. You know what? But imagine how, imagine how good the deluxe bathrooms are that we can't use. Are Wayne. I'm always tempted. So they have like big cupboards full of towels because it's for like a proper corporate business where like they're right. like, mm, have showers and stuff. And I just want to steal towels. <laughs> I don't need them. But I'm just always like, I just want to take some towels and use like all the facilities and like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, totally. Because those are like, like. I have to say, they are so much cleaner than the King's Comics bathrooms. Yeah. There's no icky drain smell. It's a delight. Yeah. My, um, it's a treat, my son, actually. My son Archie will always comment on the smell of a toilet when he, a public bathroom when he goes to use it. Oh, oh, I like that. It stinks in here. I'm like, yeah, Archie has a bathroom. They yeah. stink. But yesterday we went into <laughs> um, went to uh, Bondi Public Bar. Um, oh, yeah, lovely. Pretty, pretty decent little bar and restaurant on uh, just across the road from Bondi Beach. And uh, we went in there and he goes, hmm, it smells good in here, Dad. <laughs> it's beautiful. 
that should be your next article is he reviews public bathrooms. Just smell. Just smell. smell the, yeah, 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 yeah. You can fill in the other details, but just there's a smell rating for yeah, Amachi as well. Just so funny, it's so sweet. Hearing a kid describing anything as beautiful is is sweet as. Yeah, that's but so a cute. Toy, a, the smell a of public a bathroom, bathroom, so great. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, speaking of public yeah. bathrooms, let's talk about Heroes in Crisis number four. Hey, all right. It's time to talk good. about uh, DC's uh, comics that they put out in the last yeah. month. We got DC, then we'll do Marvel, then we'll do Image, then we'll do cool. other publishers. Right. Let's start with Heroes in Crisis because we've got to give the fans what they want. Siobhan Absolutely. Coombs, hot takes on okay. Tom King's current output. Can you pass me the copy so I can look through it and remember uh, all the things I hate It's number about four it? of nine of Heroes in Crisis, written by Tom King with art by uh, Mikkel Jenin. No, it's not. It's Clay Man. Clay Man. Whoops, my bad. Um, but I can see a similarity. Um, it Are starts they- with Tempest drinking himself into oblivion and then, like, Donna Troy. I, it is kind of funny in that he is at least, like, going, like, look at all the fucked up things that have happened to these characters over the years. And that is kind of true. But it is, like, writing down on one page what Donna Troy's, like, origin story is, is, like, the dumbest shit of all time. And it's one of those things where you're, like... Grant Morrison's whole thing of like, why do you care how he like fills up the Batmobile with gas? It doesn't fucking matter. He's Batman. It's the Batmobile. Get over it. So I sort of feel like there's an element of like, you don't need, um, I don't need this much reality encroaching on my superhero adventures. And I don't like the way Clayman draws Lois Lane like a sexy sex pot. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, and the Harley. And Batgirl team up. I just thought it was like weirdly erotic. Yeah, but that's but that's because that's of comics. Clayman. Clayman, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, and it's mostly because I don't know how great Tom King is at writing women. Well, we know we do know how great he is at writing women. Yeah, that is not very. I didn't mind his Black Canary. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. All she just says is "fuck this," though. Does she have any more yeah, lines? exactly. That was good. <laughs> um, you got a booster and Blue Beetle scene with no jokes. So, what's the point? What is the point? And Oh, yeah, and I mean, uh, whatever. Just so boring, so realistic, so, like, who gives a shit? I'm probably enjoying it more than, I mean, I'm definitely enjoying it more than Batman. And I have, like, this sick sort of, like, when the issue comes out, it, like, just sneakily makes its way to the top of my pile, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to read that's, it. That's, that's I'm going to read yeah. it. But, but that's, like, Tom King's writing in general. I'm like, oh, no, a new Tom King book. i, I got to read it first. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm like, well, I have to, I have to. What's he going to do now? But he, the thing is, like, he, he's... It's like this gross self-flagellation. He knows how to write a page-turner. He sure what, does. It's just what he feels within those pages. It just seems so dumb. Yeah, it, it seems like a very confusing moral compass that he gives to Superman, where he's like, I can't tell my friends that um, Lois is writing an article revealing a whole bunch of shit about them. Revealing this sanctuary thing that, that we, we've spent, you know, yeah. ten, 10 pages so far of this series, like, mentioning. Like, I get that the Clark-Superman divide is sometimes difficult to kind of figure out, but I don't think Tom King has nailed it. I really like Clayman, even though everyone's, like, a sexy sex lady. But they're pretty. Yeah, It so- looks good. So it looks like the world is going to change now because the, the, all of everyone's like Lois Lane is going public with everyone's sanctuary secrets, kind of. Um, no, she's just revealing what sanctuary is, which is also like I mean, like I guess it's a good story, but I feel like Lois Lane has some um, ethical things. Do you think people would care if they were like our oh, superheroes have therapy, a robot therapist? Where they just talk to themselves. Yeah, like, I mean, it would be shocking if that was, like... Front page news. 
Yeah, but apparently it is. It says breaking news at the top. Breaking. She sent it 35 seconds ago. It's very watchman. watchman. Yeah. Yeah, which I always feel like is a dick move from you're, Superman. You've already stole the nine panel, panel layout. Now you've got to steal that moment too. <laughs> yeah. You've got to steal just things being needlessly grim for no... I, but at least Alan Moore had a reason. <laughs> at least he was trying to make a point. What that, point are you trying to make? That, that, being a soldier is hard. That wasn't... Oh, the, that was a very offensive thing for me to say. <laughs> but it does seem hard. And I feel at, you. at least you believe him that he was a soldier. Yeah, a lo- no. A lot of people don't, which is bizarre. Like, why would he bother spending so much time working out his fucking issues in... On the canvas of superheroes, if he wasn't a fucking dude yeah, so it's a not Tom King's fault. These comics are bad. It's 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 um, the American government for sending him into war. Yeah, right. Actually, <laughs> I found another reason to dislike America. Nice. <laughs> um, so should we talk about Batman? I didn't read sixty two because I didn't get to it, but I read sixty one. Batman sixty two is fucking atrocious. Yeah, yes, let's talk about sixty one first. Um, sixty one, it's again just using that kid who thinks he's Bruce Wayne who carved Bruce Wayne onto his face. Yep. Um, as a as the baddie or something, just like bringing him up, talking about him. Oh, I was kind of actually like, oh, cool, they're going to bring this weird kid that I like, this scary kid back. Yeah. Who has Thomas and Martha? Oh yeah, face. sorry, not Bruce Wayne, but yeah, Thomas Martha. Yeah, it's very, very hilarious. That's a very because, hilarious. Because yeah, thing. At, the st- at the start of the the the, uh, oh no, was that Detective? Which is the one where it's like um, someone's recreated Tom- the bodies of Thomas and Martha Wayne, and they're in the. Oh uh, yeah, I, that's, I, that's, in, that's in Detective. Talk we'll about that one next. Goodness gracious, what a what a month for Thomas and Martha. Um, but uh, so sixty two of, of Batman. Uh, features uh, Mitch Gerrard's on art. Oh, God. Um, and uh, I did like the art uh, because, you know, I mean, Mitch Gerrard is very good at doing the, like, you know, disturbing imagery, flashes, that kind of stuff. But it's a, a fight between Batman and Professor Pig. Um, and uh, Professor Pig has, has tied Batman up. And the entire thing, Ooh. there's no dialogue. It's just all Batman, like, internal narration, which, you know, talking Long is falling back on that. God. Um, as uh, Professor Pig stabs Batman um, and Batman eventually escapes, beats the hell out of out of, out of Professor Pig. But tell me what you make of these pa- these last few pages. So, Batman gets the upper hand of Professor Pig and starts belting him, and then uh-huh, um, uh-huh. finally there's some, there's some dialogue. So Batman says, "How did I get here? How do I get out?" And then Professor Pig says, "Little pig, little pig, let me in." And then takes his mask off, and it's Robin, it's Damian Wayne. What? Oh man, I just I find it very hard to care because <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's clearly like it's one of those dumb reveals where you're like, well, it's clearly not Damien. So like, what's what if the, it is? What if it is? What if Damien's been a bad guy this whole time? It was it's bang. crazy. And also, Batman's it's Batman. It's Batman. It's Batman. So he's not going to be like, how do I get out, Professor Pig? He knows. Or he'll figure it out. He's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, not the world's biggest fucking dummy. I want more detectiving going on in Tommy. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. In- I want less like self-reflection and more like solving some fucking crimes, please, mate. Yeah. Uh, so we also got the start of um, Detective Comics by um, Peter Tomasi and Doug Mankey, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, who uh, he gave, they gave us uh, two issues, 994 and 995. The countdown to 1,000, issue 1,000 of Detective Comics is, is upon us. Stay posted for cool updates from King's Comics. Did you read these? Okay, I read 994 and I didn't get to 995 because I was a bit like... That's 996 that you've oh, got in your hand. I, well, then I, oh, then I must have. Then I must have. So, all right. Slight spoilers, if you'd care, for Detective Comics. Um, they kill off a um, prominent Bat Family character in uh, 
Oh, does she die? Yes, you didn't read 995. Nah. So, I was like, I thought issue 994 was a pretty strong issue. Mankey's a great artist. and a great um, artist. Tomasi, you know, that's where it opens with, like, yeah, recreations of Thomas and Martha Wayne's uh, dead bodies uh, suspended in water. And um, Batman busts them open and does, like, a, you know, realizes this is something, a, a plant to kind of directly appeal to Bruce Wayne. Um, there's even a, a pearl lodged in uh, in Thomas Wayne's throat, um, and uh, after he he leaves the investigation, um, Leslie Tompkins, the how would you describe her, the doctor, like, the night nurse of, uh, of of Batman's world. Yeah, she patches him up, and she uh, especially in like the. 2000s, I guess, was when I was reading. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, showing yeah, up yeah. the most. She was a very close connection to Stephanie Brown. Um, and uh, Yes. She's a, a very, very long-running Batman family yeah. character. Um, and, you know, she's always like, you know, these things you do to these young children, Batman, it's no good. Let me remove all of their gun wounds. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm trying to say. But uh, so she gets attacked by this demon. And um, to try and save Batman, she attacks the demon um, so the demon w- w- won't take a shot at Batman, uh, and then she injects. And then she's her, jokered. She gets yeah, Joker toxin. Laughing, laughing, whatever the fuck it is. Laughing um, toxin. So, so she's she's a and daddy. Then, so, th- so that was in nine ninety four, and it, it ends with her with this big smile on her face, and then he's try- desperately trying to save her at the start of issue nine nine five, and he doesn't. She huh. d- she dies. You on- know what? I'm all right with that. Okay, she dies. She gets Jokerized. She dies like looking like a Joker. You know. And we have this like quick flash of like all the lovely things that she and Batman have done together. Mm. Um, and then Batman's like, I need a minute. And Alfred's like, okay, of course, I'll give you a minute. And as he goes to um, put a pot of tea on and starts crying, the, the doorbell rings and then someone shows up dressed in a Zorro costume and stabs, stabs <laughs> Alfred through the abdomen Whoa. with a rapier. Nice. Um, and then so suddenly it's not about like Leslie Tompkins I hope it's has died. Banderas. It's about let's save Alfred. Like obviously save Alfred, but yeah, just, I mean, and then and both. then and then like after saving Alfred, um, uh, Batman breaks into Alchem Asylum and is like, um, you know, I want you all to think of this place as a carnival funhouse tonight. He says to all of his villains, um, except the only monster in here with you is me. Nice. And it was just like, man, you killed a long-running Batman character with no like chance to reflect on I don't know it just felt like oh she died and next yeah like, and then it's like this onslaught it's, it reminds, it's a, a big reason why I don't like heroes in crisis because they've, death they've, is killed, too they've killed so casually. many characters and then it's just kind of like I know, and I know that death doesn't mean shit in comic books but to not even let other characters react before yeah. just giving you the next violent thing happening I was like this is just not a good thing for me to read hmm, fair enough I think I mean I'm sure I don't know why. I'm sure there will be time to reflect on Leslie Tompkins' death. I'm sure there won't be. I'm sure she will be long forgotten. Um, but I'm not, I don't know, I'm not that mad at it. Oh, I just, I'm not mad at it either. I'm just like, I, don't I don't really understand who this bad guy is. Like a big demon amalgamation of all of his baddies. And then it's leading him to do cards. Sorry, that, I'm, just, I'm literally yeah, just flicking through now. 996 right now. Yeah, um, so yeah I'm not, I'm not going to read Detective anymore. This is actually yeah. like... I, for some reason, am now more intrigued because <laughs> uh, I'm a terrible person. You know what I struggle with is that every time I hear the word demon, I remember this one time that my little brother um, met a uh, very, very Christian man 
who introduced himself as Damien, and my little brother went, Demon, nice to meet you. Oh, I'm so sorry I called you Demon. And that's what plays in my head every single time I hear the word Demon. <laughs> demon, so nice to meet you. Um, a Batman book that I did love uh, in the last of month. Of course you would. Uh, was Batman Your Annual. Your big sook. It's about fatherhood. It's it called amazing. Father's Day. Written yeah, it was a great issue. By, uh, I think you, you spoke about it in the last issue. Yeah. Um, a, a brilliant issue of, uh, of Batman and Annual written by Tom Taylor with art by, what's his name? Someone Schmidt. Otto Schmidt. Otto Schmidt. Good name. I like oh, that was, name. Was Otto Schmidt the Green Arrow guy? Yes, he was. Yeah, no, I really liked his art on this. But it was this. It wasn't just about um, fatherhood. Oh, I guess it was. It was. It was about. It was about fatherhood, but it also had a good, solid, like, detective story within it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Uh, Tom King is good at balancing those two things. It wasn't just a schmaltzy. Oh, don't we all love Alfred? Isn't Alfred a good man? Because we get that all the fucking time. Um, but it was also a cool story about drones. Yeah, uh, it was Which really, really great. feeds into my and, and own personal anxieties. You're scared of drones? Yeah, I fucking hate drones. I genuinely hate drones. Why? Because they're... Why Why should you have a flying camera that has no restrictions on it? <laughs> sure. That seems fucked up. How, but how, how many encounters with drones have you had in your life? One time, a drone was hovering outside my window for like 20 minutes. And I was like, cool. Okay, that is weird. Yeah. I understand why you hate them now. Yeah. I only see drones on Christmas day and night when all of the dads... All the dads get them. Go, go to the park. Yeah, and, and then they just use kids. them to spy on their female neighbours I'm sure fucking men <laughs> um, are you still reading Wonder Woman by G. Willow Wilson yeah and uh, we had Carrie Nord on one issue and then somebody else on the next one who's this guy who is on the art now Oh, Terry Dodson covers are great wow I'm going to do such a bad job of saying Zermanico. that name Zermanico Zermanico yeah um, um, it's, it's fine. It's like pretty interesting. You Germanico, know? it's one word, Germanico, right. Yeah. One thing that maybe I'll talk about for a serious minute is I've been rereading um, Matt Fraction's and Christian Ward's Odyssey. Right. You so love I've, that book. I fucking love that book. It, it ticks so many of my buttons. That's not a saying. <laughs> um, but so I like a bit of um, Greek mythology, etc. And they're sort of doing, I, I, I like what G. Willow Wilson is doing with like Aries more than I like what she's doing mm-hmm. with um, me too. Diana. For me, it is my first Wonder Woman story. It's like if you've never ah. read a Wonder Woman book before, this is a great entry point to the character, the series, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. But I've read hundreds of Wonder Woman comics before, so this just feels a little bit worn territory. Not bad in any way, but yeah. I just don't feel like like I need to read it. I wish I'd gotten more of Steve Orlando. I thought his little five-issue run with that Aztec storyline with ACO was just so fucking good. But maybe this is on purpose. Maybe this is G. Willow Wilson going, look, a bunch of people are going to follow me over from Marvel and, and, and read my Wonder Woman for the first yeah. time. I want to like really set up my world like slowly and at my own pace and, and, then, and then do something crazy. And she that. has set up some good shit. Like now Aphrodite is like a member of the Wonder Woman fam so that'll be cool to see how that plays out and I feel like she's playing the long game like they probably I hope that they've promised her some kind of lengthy um, run yeah it'd be dumb if they didn't <laughs> yeah it'd be dumb if they like gave her less than James Robinson um, so I'm, I'm pumped to I'm pumped to see where it continues after this kind of setup arc cool so the setup arc is over I mean I will read this way yeah give it so, a peek so it, it ended with uh, issue 62 alright I will, I will finish, finish the arc out yeah nice um, so Bendis' Superman in Action Comics. Um, I've still been reading Action, but I've, I, I actually wanted to... Oh, I loved that issue. So I hated this issue, even though you said it was so great. Oh. Just, it was just so much text. Issue 6 of, uh, of Superman just featured Bendis. I thought it was good. It was like the past. Yeah, mm. it was just too much Bendis. Too Delicious. much Bendis for me. 
Um, delicious Bendis. <laughs> delicious past. Mm. Um, but action, I still am finding enjoyment in. Yeah, I, I definitely find it the more enjoyable. Because it's like a crime comic. Yeah, sure. And I like the red mist stuff. Yeah, um, it's fucking goofy as all hell. It's very fruity. But I like, I feel like Bendis has a, uh, even if he maybe sometimes doesn't get the voice exactly right, I think he has a good, uh, solid understanding of, of Superman's morality and I like his the way that he kind of approaches the battles with the Red Mist. Sure. I think that's kind of clever. So the woman who is kind of behind the Red Mist and her powers and this kind of like new crime lord in yeah. uh, Metropolis. She has the car. She has the car from the, 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 the cover the of action comics from the 30s. <laughs> um, is she? Are we, is it suggesting that she's bought that because it's an important Superman artifact, or is, or this, is it her car? Is it her car? Is this, <laughs> this is her origin story. I don't know. It was her car that Superman lifted up, and so she was like, "From this day forward, I will take him down. I will do only crimes." Um, I don't know, but I don't care. I thought that was a funny reveal, and I like. I mean, Bendis always does that thing of like, and they were doing this the whole time, and everyone was a scroll. Um, <laughs> But I like that there's like been a crime boss that no one knows about. <laughs> How good would it be if he was like, yeah, um, Superman's a scroll, and I was like, what? No, that's not even DC. <laughs> Bendis, Superman was I'm Plastic Man it. this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I would be into that actually. Um, so tell me why the fuck you aren't reading Catwoman anymore, you piece of shit. Um, thank you. Um, I. You are welcome. I, I just this this arc finished. Um, sorry, this issue six of Catwoman uh, finishes the intro arc uh, written by Joelle Jones. Uh, with art by Joel Jones and colors by Laura Alred. And I think this book looks great. And I like Selena. I'm just not interested in the plot around it at all. Man, I love the evil politics stuff with nah. a creepy lady with no face. Mm. And who kills a lot of husbands and stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 I would love it to just be Lady Killer. But uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I think it's good. I still think it's good. And this issue. Issue seven, seven um, does not have Joel Jones on. Art. That, that was the main Sad. clincher. I was like, well, if it's not even having the thing that I love about the book, I'm just going to drop it. But I really liked it. I can't remember who that character is, but it's got the penguin in it, and the penguin has like come into her life to try okay. and. Um, That's kind of all you need to tell her. me. Yeah, it's because good. I, I, that, my main thing was that it's a bunch of all these new characters, and obviously we have like her sister. Like yep. still in, in the in the hospital, but I. I but I, now I want... she's got custody of her sister, and her sister's living with her. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. I think you're wrong and dumb, and I think it's definitely, it's not the best thing that DC are putting out, but it's uh, top three. Okay. For me, anyway. I can handle being wrong and dumb. I, I aspire to be you wrong. You do and it dumb. all the time. <laughs> um, and now it's time to talk about the worst comic of the ah! Just an absolute irredeemable shit. Come on. Of a comic book. The best comic of the year. The Green Lantern. Oh, fuck. I just, I just love this so much. Written by Grant Morrison, um, Siobhan's gross crush. <laughs> Man, that's not entirely wrong, which is and, terrible. Uh, art by Liam Sharp. <laughs> Have uh, I made you see those like horrible, horrible modeling pictures of Grant Morrison in his underpants? They're I love it. Real, I love it. It's not. They're real tragic. I love it. It's not. Have I shown you? It's. Have I made <laughs> you see? Have I made you look? <laughs> like you've struck me down, opening my eyes with wires. It's the only way I can get anyone yeah. to look at them. <laughs> I just post them in various pages without telling people. Ha 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 ha. Um. But yeah, this is this like is so fun. Come on, man. This is so course, good I'm, I'm fun. This is so fun. This is, a, this is a, a, a wild time. It looks. Absolutely gorgeous. Like, Liam Sharp is the perfect partner for this um, project. 
It just feels like like Green Lantern is is just being written by 2000 AD yeah. writers or yeah. heavy metal writers, which is what yeah. Grant Morrison's background is. Yeah. So, yeah, and which is what like the best Green Lantern comics were. It's like properly inventive. It's really. It's funny, like it deals with serious big things happening, but it deals with it with such a lightness and such a sense of humor, and it's so much more enjoyable. And I love this like hilarious god, <laughs> god space space creature, and the bit where Hal Jordan's like, "Guys, you thought that he was god. This is what he really looks like," and everyone's like. Hal Jordan, we don't judge people by their appearance anymore on yeah. Earth. You need to fucking grow up, man. And the bit where he arrests all of Earth, that may be my favorite moment of the whole thing. And they're all calling him a fascist. I just, I absolutely fucking love this. I think it's so brilliant. It's so good, guys. Are you so not bad. reading this? No one, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I see this getting enough praise. I don't know if it is because what's I the, literally don't listen to What's the suitable amount of praise else. it should be getting? Everyone should be talking about it all the time, constantly. No other comic book should be discussed. It should be confirmed book of the year already. I don't know how much firmer I can be. <laughs> it's just, it's, Hal Jordan is a space cop with very few uh, moral Yeah, yeah he sort of kills somebody. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. And, and, then, then, and then says, yeah, that was self-defense. You all saw it. Now clean up this mess. <laughs> and he looks like when he was Parallax. It just aesthetically is so perfect to me. I think it looks so good. I think this is what Green Lantern should be. I think this is like the tone that superhero comics should have in general. Mm -hmm. I think that Tom King could learn a fucking lot from like in, in learning how to deal with big issues. Not that I think Grant Morrison is dealing with any issues in this. <laughs> I think he's dealing with his own issues. Um, but like big concepts and big ideas and using, using the genre to its fullest potential. And I just think it's so fun and so silly and, Liam Sharp is such a monstrous talent and I'm obsessed with it. I think it's the best. Yeah. Great. I like the, the Green Lantern who has a broccoli head. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's really good. Good shit. <sighs> I love it. Um, let's talk about Deathstroke. Yes, issue please. number 39 by Christopher Priest with um, art by um, Carlo Pagulian. Um, what else is Priest doing at the moment? That's it, right? He's doing something in Marvel, isn't he? Fernando Pazarin. Oh, he did that Spider Force book. That's over. Uh, mm. I didn't even finish that. He's very good. He is very good. And uh, I love this. Um, uh, basically, like, yeah, Deathstroke is inside um, Arkham Asylum and uh, has to deal with a, a, a threat from space. But every time he he can't, he goes to space to fight this threat and takes all these, he's taking all these villains with him to take to to help fight alongside him. But then when they return, their memories are, are, are away, erased, and there's no <laughs> there's no evidence of them leaving um, Earth or even Arkham Asylum to fight. So no one believes him that this is what he's doing. And meanwhile, you have um, his son and uh, a friend of his like trying to break him out. Um, it's so great, and this one yeah basically played into the fact that. Um, uh, uh, Hugo Strange it was like is kind of like behind a lot of uh, the madness that he's seeing while inside Deathstroke not Deathstroke sorry Arkham Asylum yeah it's a confusing comic to, to describe but it is so fun it's a confusing comic to read but it's like is so enjoyable it is consistently so much fun I really love it I just think Priest is so so talented remember his Justice League run that was remember great. how great that was god yep I feel like he's I feel like he is I don't like using 
the phrase like under underappreciated, but I really do think he's underappreciated. Absolutely. Undervalued. No he's just so fucking good, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Deathstroke's a ton of fun. It's crazy. It should have been on our best uh, of 2018 DC Comics list. Yep. But I forgot. It's a hard thing to do, especially when your partner doesn't help you at all. It's true. I didn't. <laughs> um, let's talk about the new age of heroes, Siobhan. Remember that thing that DC announced that they were going to do? And oh, they were going to yeah. focus on artists. And what I they were haven't. doing, it was all about the artists. They, put the, they credit the artist before First. the writer because they love the artist and the art is the reason you buy DC it's not. Books. They're not just transferable. You can't just swap them in and out to make deadlines. And so now we're up to issue 11 and 12 of, uh, of The Silencer and we are up to our fifth artist on this book in 12 issues. Unbelievable. Um, and uh, it is a, a worse book than it was when it started because of this uh, artist swapping around. It feels rushed and less important uh, than yep. the story that Dan Abnett is trying to tell. Um, and it's also a discredit to the fill-in artists who are kind of made to just kind of draw like the artists before them or in uh, Jack Herbert, the current artist's case, uh, he's having to draw like the artist, five artists before him and the many versions after that. Just um, insane. Yeah, it's it's still like a fun series. Um, of w- this one basically sees the silencer go up against um, Talia al Ghul once and for all to Great. try and gain her freedom and have to make the ultimate sacrifice to keep her um, her family free. And there's yeah, a hell of a, there's a hell of a cliffhanger at the end. Are you still reading this one? Nah, nah. Just when Bogdanovich left or stopped doing it I was like I just don't what what was appealing to the book about me had left and I was just a bit over it yeah um, well funny you should mention Bogdanovich because uh, he is actually oh. the artist on issue number 11 of the Terrifics what and that's not even a good fit for him though no it's a terrible fit and this is him doing art that just doesn't suit his style at all um, and uh, this issue was no good uh, I just don't understand yeah I stopped reading that too to be honest I don't understand how something that's so thematically similar to Black Hammer, which yeah. is like it's, you know, hearkening back to the Silver Age of comics. It's fun, but it's also serious. Um, yeah. And it's infinitely inventive and, you know, it's an adventure book basically, but it's just, it's so boring. It's Lemire at his least appealing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's Lemire at his, like, most having to, like, um, editorially mandated. I don't think that helps anyone. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, because he, he is an artist as well as a, a writer. Yeah. To him, for him to be involved in this and, like, you know, to be second credited after f- six different artists or whatever mm. it's been on this, it's just so weird. The whole thing is just... This is this is DC's biggest mess um, in terms of, like, comparing it to the whole Infinity Wars thing over at Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. like, yeah, just a mess. Just and it was, an absolute it was mess. such a promising idea. Yeah, for sure. Well, but it was, yeah, even the though guys, was, damage is being cancelled. Damage just got announced cancelled. That book none of you are reading. It's being cancelled, everybody. I'm, I'm sorry, to, sorry to tell you. Uh, a DC book that I am loving at the moment comes out through Vertigo. It is uh, from the Sandman universe. It's called Books of Magic. It's written by Cat Howard with art by Tom Fowler and Jordan Boyd on colours. And uh, it's about a uh, you know Harry Potter-esque uh, young boy uh, in, uh, in today's world who uh, is trying to become a magician but having to learn that uh, you know magic comes at a cost, and uh, having to do all these dark things, uh, and and be surrounded by evil and murder and all that, um, but uh, it still manages to be really really fun and cool, and I'm enjoying it. Cool. So now let's talk about Marvel very quickly. We'll get through um, a little farewell to 
this series ended like at the start of December or mid- middle of December. So it's been a while since they uh, have been, uh, their, mm-hmm. their cold mm-hmm. body has been on the slab of the morgue. Mm-hmm. Uh, X-Men Red number 11 uh, wrapped up Tom Taylor's uh, X-Men run. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a, a run that definitely started stronger than it ended. But I thought a, a, a nice farewell to it was a pretty solid run of X-Men books. Yeah. Look, it wasn't my favorite X-Men book. That's all. Oh, well, ouch. Done. That's all you got to say. Um, critic. We also got the final issue of uh, Darth Vader by Charles Soule and Giuseppe Camoncoli. Uh There were a whole bunch of other uh, creators lending their, their skills to this book. Uh, but it was a, a pretty fun, uh, definitely over-the-top and goofy finale to this um Oh, you Slightly. got to see, like, skinless Vader. Hell yeah. That's pretty fun. He was like, yeah, it, it was relatively grounded in terms of, you know, as grounded as a Star Wars book could be when it started, but it got quite goofy and crazy. I'm not sure how, like, purist Star Wars fans feel about this run overall. I think I enjoyed this more than Kieran Gillen's run overall. Okay. Which is the more celebrated of the, of the Darth Vader ones. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. This basically kind of, you know, showed what led to uh, Darth Vader creating his big, scary lava castle. Um, and uh, on, on Coruscant or whatever it is, and um, uh, yeah, I, it was a, this has been a really solid series, and, and it's definitely going to be the last Star Wars comic I ever read because I just <laughs> ever ever I think yeah I can't be bothered with them anymore. But um, I can't even be bothered with all the fucking Star Wars movies. There's too much Star Wars, guys. I say that as someone who reads like an X Men comic every single week, <laughs> but it's too much Star Wars, frankly. There's ten so far. There's one more coming this Christmas. I reckon by the time it comes, that's around, too many. I haven't even watched. I don't even Solo. know. Solo. Yeah, I'm don't watch that. Solo's I don't want to see that. It's dull. Some people like it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Runaways, issue number 16 and 17. Woo! Um, do you know the most tragic thing is that Chris Anker announced that he's going to be wrapping up on Runaways soon. No way! That's a bummer. Who are they going to find to fill that Chris Anker-shaped hole? Who know. could do it? No one. Um, Who could do it? Dan Mora? Dan Mora. Nah. He doesn't have the same, like... Uh, style Fashion. and yeah, finesse. Of course, it's very important. You it? would have to get a Jamie McKelvey or a woman of some variety. <laughs> um, Leslie Hung from Snot Girl. Yes, but can she draw action sequences? Probably not. Do we need them in Runaways? Not there, there really. There really aren't many out of them. Uh, well, that's a bummer. But yeah, the uh, fantastic Because it's his team. book. I don't mean that in an offensive way to Ray Morrell, but it's Chris Anker's book. She's doing some amazing story work, though. Yeah. Amazing character work too. Um, oh, yeah. Rainbow Roll, Chris Anker, and Matthew Wilson. A great team doing excellent work on Runaways. Um, issue 16 was a uh, Christmassy kind of episode. They're currently being held hostage uh, by... Uh, the Giborum. The aliens that uh, were who their parents were offering sacrifices the up Giborum. to. The in, uh, in the initial Runaways run. They're called the Giborum. Um, and uh, yeah, they're all kind of like trying to work out different ways to deal with these, with these Giborum. Thank um, you. These demons. Um, and uh, Alex Wilder is back and uh, is encouraging them to do murders. Be, do murders just like he does because he's the evil one. They Loves don't murders. Anymore. But they find themselves, you know, a few of them find themselves aligning with it. his way of thinking um, in issue number 17, um, which has an excellent cover of Alex on the front of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, from that, from that point, um, we, we see them kind of dealing with the, the, the demons by the end of issue number 17. But again, it is, it's not really about the plot. It's about the character work. And I just find it so, so cool. I love the big kind of like the evil twist that Alex, yeah. Alex finally t- chooses to take at the end of issue number 17. 
I like yeah, I'm about to immediately take back exactly what I said. But Ram Burrell has really done like incredible things, like with the character of Victor, with Gert, yep. with Carolina, and Molly as well. Um, with Molly as well, and with Nico. That yep. whole um, story with Nico that we're not going to see pay off for some time, I assume. And like, she hasn't really messed with Chase anymore that much because Chase is already perfect. Chase is perfect. <laughs> Chase is our perfect boy. More boys and crop tops in 2K19, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, yeah, so great. So great. Yeah. So great. Runaways, it's I would be happy if they just finished Runaways after Chris Anker left and just like wrap it up and just let it be its own perfect little thing. I know they won't yeah, do yeah. that because it sells really well, but... Does I it actually sell well? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think so. I that's think so. Really good. Cool. It's been going this for, for this long, so I always assume if something's allowed to go for this long, Marvel are happy with the way it's selling. Um, you're still reading Squirrel Girl, right? You know what? I actually haven't read the last couple of issues because I'm like, you know what's amazing every single time? Squirrel Girl. You know what we never have many copies of on the shelf? Squirrel Girl. So I would, I'd rather small children get to read it than me. Okay. But um, it is a constant delight and I miss it. I think this uh, run, which is all about scrolls, um, Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and based specifically... Um, uh, Squirrel Girl and her friends using uh, like uh, computing science to work out how to figure out if someone is a Skrull or not, mm. um, specifically Tony Stark, um, is uh, the strongest thing that, uh, like basically Derek Charm just keeps getting better and better. Or maybe, or maybe he's always been great and I'm, just getting, been used, great. I'm just getting used to it, his, mm. his style in the book. But this was just like tremendous, um, yeah. a really, really fun arc about. I think it was so hard because Erica Henderson was such a like, core part of the series that just like the the transition was just a bit of a difficult one but yep. Derek Charm is like you couldn't have really picked someone better I don't think I love that cover so much it's the a fucking great cover, cover to number 40 of Planet of the Apes except the um, Statue of Liberty is a scroll face great um, so much fun and like you know and of course like even even a battle with a scroll doesn't end in like a girl just punching the scroll you know you learn that the scroll has yeah a nuanced reason why she's doing what she's doing and, and of course Squirrel Girl and her friends always help. help instead of just fighting and it's never schmaltzy it's always no. like this is just what this book it's is really smart it's yeah. smart all the time I, um, I did Teens of Kings recently Teens of Kings? Teens of Kings oh my god it was huge amazing. one person came but oh. I love that person um my good friend Angel, who is 13 years old and one of the smartest uh, kids I think I've ever met, and we had a nice long discussion about why he doesn't like Captain America because it's too militaristic and it's too um, it's too uh, patriotic and it's too connected to the military, and I just don't like that, and I just don't know if all problems can be fixed by punching. And I was like, you're so fucking right, Angel. you got to read Squirrel Girl because she's all about nonviolent um, yep. pro- uh problem resolution, and I just think it's like so genius and so perfect for this generation of sweet little boys. Yeah. Two great issues. I hope you, I hope you, re, hope you picks that up. That's yeah, great yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stan, Stanley. Stanley's written at the top of all, all, the, all the Marvel books at the moment. Yeah, it is pretty... Because something happened to him, I guess. I yeah. Oh, man. It is pretty like um, Stan's legacy. No one gets credit except for Stan. Yeah, totally. Stanville. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Thor. Um, we Tell got me about Thor because I didn't read it. And nine of Thor. Um, so, we have um, Mike Delmondo back on art. And, uh, you, oh, yeah. If you look back, think back to when he... This, this run first started with Mike Del Mondo on it. I didn't find it interesting. Yes. And I was worried that it was because of Mike Del Mondo's art not being so suited to a fast-paced mm. uh, Jason Aaron story. But no, I just said I didn't like the setting. Mm. It was the kind of fantasy I don't really uh, connect with. Associate with, yeah. Um, and uh, he's back on the book now. And um, this, the, the first is- this issue, um, issue number seven, eight, uh, was all about um, Thor being taken prisoner by um, the angels of heaven. Oh, um, yeah. Because he's trying to unite all the realms oh, before yeah. the War of the Realms. And uh, it was just really, really excellent. But then we learn at the end of issue number eight that Roz Solomon 
Yes. Um, is going to be made. Um, I don't know if you if you dropped Avengers as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it, that's gotten so much better too. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So this will also be an, a review of uh, Avengers number twelve because this all ties in together. Because um, in the same week we got issues um, Avengers twelve, we also got Thor number nine, and basically, um, uh, Black. Now that there's no Shield anymore. Um, Black Panther and Aurora are setting up the agents of Wakanda, mm. and so in the uh, Avengers book, it saw them like. Uh, Getting like this, the most crazy team of uh, of different people. Uh, Edwin, Jar- so you've, they've got Jarvis first of all. He's an agent of Wakanda, Wakanda now, and then you have oh, um, Jarvis, Gorilla Man, great, um, Kazar, yes, um, not the uh, late nineties sharing app, app, like MP3 sharing app. Do you use Kazar? No, right, Kazar. I, guess. I love Kazar. the law. <laughs> um, Brew. The little um, alien yeah. crew. What? Uh, this is great. Yeah, it's so great. Morbius um, and Jeanette Van Dyne, Wasp, um, and then Odin. They're the agents of Wakanda. Amazing. Why Odin? Why yeah. Odin? And then, and then, yeah, Fat Cobra, Doctor yeah. Nemesis, what? and American Eagle. What? Um, yeah, they're, 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 so they're the agents of Wakanda. That's amazing. Um, and 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 then Blade as well. Fucking Blade. Fucking yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, so they're the agents of Wakanda. Okay, I've got to start so reading. That's what that's what Avengers, Avengers is, again. And, and this is what um, I guess what. Uh, uh, Jason Aaron is, he- is setting up in, um, before War of Realms happens this year, which I think may be a possibly good event. I don't know. I'm worried. I'm concerned. Um, it looks like that's going to be his big Thor finale, and I hope it ends as strongly as uh, everything else that Jason Aaron's done in Thor so far. But then, so while that came out, um, Thor number nine was all about another recruit of the Agents of Wakanda, and that is Roz Solomon. Oh, uh, okay. So we saw issue number nine was all about Roz Solomon. First, she interrogates Dario Aga. Okay. Um, and it was just like, it's just a great. Russ Solomon issue of her like um, fighting frost giants using Wakanda tech. Is Russ Solomon a character who showed up first in the TV sh- series? Or no, is she a no, Jason she's a Jason Aaron creation. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, looks like I have to start reading Avengers again. How annoying to me. It was so good, man. So so good. I also haven't fucking read the last issue of Black Panther, but I read that one. It was great. Uh, yes, yeah, so Black also, Panther. Also, Alex Funder, who came in and visited me at work, and he's a very, listener. He is a lovely listener. From beautiful Hawaii, and he, he lives got in me. Hawaii. He lives in Hawaii. What I the know. Hell, what's that like? He said it's very much like this, <laughs> weather-wise. Right. Um. He let me sign his Batman Damned, which made me laugh hysterically. For so ages. He, his copy of Batman the Damned number yeah. one, which is like actually worth. And money. which page and pa- panel did you did he get you to sign? I got to sign the dong. You got to sign the, the bat got, dong. I got to sign the bat dong. Anyway, he told me specifically how to pronounce Coates's name. Tana Yeah, that's not correct. And now I've forgotten. Because <laughs> I'm me. So, Thanks, sorry, everyone. Alex. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to call him Coates from now on because I can't be trusted. Um, Tanahiji? No, that's wrong. That's how I say it, and that's wrong. Right, okay, sure. Anyway. Tana Hey Hey. Coates. That's not right. Okay, right. Well, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. Um, Coates and Kevin Walker. Do you give us issue seven and love eight? Kev Walker. Of, God, I love uh, Kevin Walker. Black Panther. When did I read it? And um, I mean, like, it's just super solid, um, like, space adventure comics, except this shows um, Black Panther, um, T'Challa, basically going against his um, his higher up, his, his authority, and, and now basically, like, making his own decisions. Yeah. And, and Oh, yeah, that was a great issue. Such a, that such was a an exceptional issue. issue. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't I really have, I don't really have much more to say than this. It's, it's just, it's, it's really, it's just really great. solid fun. Kevin Walker's comics. amazing. Yeah. Um, That's a good fun story. I'm, I definitely like Black Panther more than uh, Coates's uh, Captain America run at the moment, uh, but I still find it very satisfying, just in terms of like what he is kind of saying and doing. 
Yeah, I just wish it I didn't tie into Secret Empire so much. Every issue refer- re- references yeah. it in some way. But I mean, it's gotta like. I mean, it would be so much weirder if it was like, and now Captain America is just Captain America again, and everyone's fine with it. Sure. Yeah. I think that would be stranger. Um, and I think he's doing a pretty good job. Pretty good job. So this um. This issue was all about, um, I guess, uh, the main kind of um, antagonist of, uh, of Coates' run so far, which is um, Alexander Lucan. But actually... So that, and, 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 her, and his, her, his wife, Alexa, but Alexa is the kind of mastermind, even though the Red Skull is currently inhabiting Alexander's body. body. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of told the story of them a bit more. It was a good issue. Yeah. Um, I am not enjoying X-23 as much as I used to. Oh, no. Um, Tommy I just think it's a bit stock standard superhero comic now. Cabal's not on it anymore. Yeah. That's Tom Taylor's fault because he stole him for. Um, stole him back. And I think it's taken a big uh, sort of heart of the book out. Yeah, so we have. Uh, I mean, the art is still pretty good by um, Diego Olatugui, Tegui, um, and Walden Wong on inks, with colors by Chris O'Halloran. Um, but uh, yeah, just it, for me, it's just just purely the story. It is. It's. Um, it's just kind of like you know. Mutant hunting down people, wronging mutant 101. Yeah, right. Fair um, enough. Yeah. It's not, not doing what, what the... Uh, I, lo- I loved the, that first arc with the cuckoos so much. Yeah. Um, it was such a good, good arc. It was so um, satisfying. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Marvel Knights 4 and 5. And yeah, tell me about it. I just... I don't, I don't... I read these and I don't recall anything that happened in them, but I still feel compelled to finish it out the arc. Fair enough. I like... Yeah, I, I don't... It's it's and funnily enough, the the whole thing is about no one, everyone losing their memories <laughs> in a Marvel <laughs> universe. True. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know why I'm still reading it, but I am. That's my review. Nice. Um, so I am reading uh, Return of Wolverine, which has the best cover ever. Maybe Steve McNiven is fucking nailing it with his big shaggy head Wolverine. <laughs> so um, insane. And- yeah, it's so insane. I absolutely love it. And the Declan... So this is written by Charles Saul with art by Declan Shalvey and colours by Laura Martin. So it looks incredible. And this is a just a great, solid Logan's lost his memory again kind of story. So Logan's back from the dead and he is... Um, he thought he was helping out this woman try and find her son from this bad lady called Persephone. He gets to this island where... He's ki- the, the child is apparently being kept and he has to fight through all these bad guys who have come to stop him. Turns out the bad guys were his best friends, the X-Men, and he's almost killed them all. He chopped Iceman in half. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> he um, has fire claws now. Yeah, he has fire claws now. And then it also turns out that um, the lady that he was helping has been dead the whole time and her body has been reanimated by Persephone and everyone on the island is dead and reanimated by Persephone. And now he has to... Um, Go into space to stop her. <laughs> Fuck, I should have read this. It, goes with, it ends with him driving to a shuttle. It's the best fucking comic, guys. It's really good. It's actually really good. And Declan Shalvey can draw the hell out of Wolverine. I absolutely love it. I think it's really worth your time. Excellent. Um, I Every time I get a new Venom issue, I'm like, am I really still enjoying this Venom series that Donny Cates is doing with Ryan Stegman? And then I read like the first few pages and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe I'm not enjoying this so much. And then... By the end, I've read the entire issue. I'm like, oh, no, I fucking love this. It's so good. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel dumb. that This should have been the Kate's book that I put on uh, our best comics of last year. But I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that I don't, like, I don't, under, like, I don't take Venom that seriously as a character. I know. And especially the do. Eddie Brock version. Yeah. Um, and he's making Eddie Except Brock... Except the Tom Hardy version. Eddie Brock, yeah. Yes, please. He's making Eddie Brock a pretty compelling 
character and, and even like lots of different characters from Eddie Brock's family and world. Um, and uh, yeah, now now he has cancer. Oh, no. Yeah. Venom cancer? Just regular cancer. Oh, that's um, a shame. Quite a lot of cancer, we're told. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst amount. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am also really, really loving um, the first two issues so far of uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, cool. I haven't been reading it. This um, one is, is written by um, Kyle Higgins with art by Rod Reyes. And uh, basically, like, yeah, like a, someone else, it's, it's set now and someone, another young, young kid is, has been trained to be an assassin um, like, right. like Bucky. Um, and comes after Bucky, kills a bunch of people, and Bucky is able to catch him and uh, tries to set him on the straight and narrow. But the man who trained his uh, this kid comes to basically take his kid back. Ah. Um, and uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's an action comic with a ton of heart and does a lot of just like interesting growth for, for Bucky as a character. Uses the character Ooh. really, really well. In oh, a way cool. that Alice Scott's run, I don't think I've really understood what makes... Like, it... it Alice Scott definitely understood what makes the Winter Soldier a fun character, but, but not never Bucky. not Bucky himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so hmm. I, I think Carl Higgins is doing a great job oh, hum- cool. humanizing the Winter Soldier. Nice. Um, so I'm reading Uncanny X Men, the weekly X event written mostly by Ed Brisson, um, but with assistance by uh, Matt Rosenberg and Kelly Thompson, with art by Perry Perez. Perry Perez. And um, this is X Men is bad. X Men's X Men. X Men. Nate Gray. You remember right. Nate oh, of Gray? Of course, yeah, yeah. And now he's inhabited the body of uh, Legion? Legion. Yes. So he's like an Amiga level mutant in another Amiga level level mutant's body. And basically, X Men is dying. So he was trying to use his powers finally for like maximum good, but he did it in a crazy way by making a new uh, Horseman of the Apocalypse and trying to kill all the mutants or something surprisingly enjoyable and like page turny <laughs> and I'm really loving it. Um, I think it's good fun. I think it kind of deals with the big X-Men sort of concepts, but not in a like annoying way. It's doing different things. The teams are fun. And now we get this sort of um, end of the series and it's going to be like a new age of whatever. I think they're calling it like age, age of, of X-Men, X-Men yep. where all of the mutants have been killed, apparently, but I think they might just be in an alternate universe. I assume that's what it is. And it's kind of like a satisfying, depressing end where it's like the X-Men were just all gone yep. and no one really cared and the world just kind of moved on. Sure. And that was it. And you're like, oh, that's kind of um, what you imagine would happen. And then the next cover has Cyclops on it. So he's coming back. He's back. He's back, baby. Maybe I'll read that um, to see how he comes back. And I don't really care about Cyclops, but I'm I'm genuinely enjoying this run. It's good fun. It's awesome. just silly. Fantastic. Okay, well, um, what else have you got? Conan the Barbarian. I got Barbarian, Conan the Barbarian 2. Jason Aaron, Mahmoud Azra. If you didn't like the first issue, you're not probably going to like the second issue. But this issue sees him teaming up with what are, they're calling the Picts, but look like um, um, like Native Americans, I would assume. Right. Um, and it's kind of like... King Conan has been amongst the sort of civilized for so long and this is him going back to being a savage and sort of realizing that that's where he belongs and he has to fight a big nest of ghost snakes. Cool. And that was cool as hell and then he sort of this goes back to This issue looks way more appealing. It's like this issue really sold me on it. It was incredibly like, it was a really good um, like self-contained little story in one and it was incredibly satisfying and really good fun and I, I rate it highly. Mahmoud Azra is killing it. Great, good to hear. Yeah, it's really good. 
Um, and I also read issue two of Miles Morales' Spider-Man, which, as previously discussed, has Miles teaming up with the Rhino. Probably one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. I love Alexi. the Rhino. Alexi. Um, I love a big Russian. That's very satisfying. I think he's doing a good job of, like, Miles still has all that stuff... Um, that made being Peter Parker difficult. You know, like, he still has to go to school. He can't tell his girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think Armin's doing a really good job. And now Captain America's going to help him. Okay. Nice. Which is interesting because, uh, going back to Secret Empire, Miles Morales was going to kill him, remember? Kill him. That was the whole him. thing. Now they're going to be friends. Great. Um, finally, Immortal Hulk, number yeah. 11. Written by um, Al Ewing without by Joe Bennett. Um this is just fucking what an amazing cover! That's one of my favorite covers of the whole series. So this saw them tra- transported to hell, um, where uh, yes, they, where it's all about facing fears. Yeah, um, and uh, an extremely disfigured Hulk. Um, who does he kill? Um, Absorbing man? No, the um, uh, Red Hulk. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. General Ross. General Ross. But like I don't, yeah, I just I don't know where this series is going. But I love the adventure that it care, takes me yeah. on. It's so crazy and and dark, and I love that like Bruce Banner's father seems to be behind it all, which is yeah. a weird choice, but it's really working. And the horror theme, even though it's more of a superhero comic now than it was when it started, the horror theme is still underlying. And it's it, perfect. It's really interesting. It, yeah, it's great. It's really really good. Hulk in Hell Part Two comes out very soon. Can't wait. I love it. It's a really good series. All right, we're gonna fly through some image reviews even though there's so many of them. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so the finale of Sleepless. Right. Issue number 10 and 11 of Sleepless by Sarah Vaughan, Leila Del Duca, Alyssa Sala, and Darren Bennett came out through Image. And uh, it's great. It was just a really, really sweet, solid yeah. finale to this great romance book set in uh, the days of yore with a slight <laughs> amount of, uh, of fantasy. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, a time mm-hmm. of Kings and Queens, Siobhan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I really, really enjoyed the 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 small amount of politics that we got within that story, it you know, taught us more about the world that the characters live in. Yep. Uh, and the, the motives that some of the, you know, characters that we thought were bad had. Yeah. You know, what, yeah. I, Incredibly uh, satisfying. Incredibly yeah, really, really enjoyable. Satisfying. It's a kind of book that I would love to, I hope they revisit in the future. Yeah. But that's a universe that they could go back to at any point, but the, we got a really nice ending and complete story for those two characters. And so it was kind of perfect. Three characters. The dog is a third character. The dog, dog is a third character. Important. Yes. Like sweet little dog with the weird ears. Yep. Loved it. Yes. Yeah, so Absolutely yeah, loved it. Big recommend on Sleepless from both of us. Yeah, when we're it comes out in trade. Uh, I guess it'll be two trades. Be good if they collect it all together. Yeah, that'd be nice. 11, 11 issues together. That's not difficult to put together. Hmm. Nice little hardcover. Make it happen, Image. Do it. Another series that ended was uh, The Last Siege. Uh, Landry Q. Walker wrote this one with Justin Greenwood, Brad Simpson, and Patrick Brousseau. And this was another one set in the days of yore. You love um, the days of yore. <laughs> um, but this was about the introduction of gunpowder to uh, a medieval, our medieval <laughs> times as uh, sword fights became gunfights. Seems like a bad call. Um, and yeah, it, it started out with like, yeah, like a, a, a castle in ruins being visited by a mysterious stranger who claims to be able to lead them and uh, took us on quite a journey over the last uh, eight issues, um, but all the while in the in the back matter there was a um, a, a story called the Two Swords, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it, there were familiar names throughout it that we saw reference in the actual comic. But it had that great moment where um, the finale of this back matter 
ends on in, in, in the eighth issue of this, it ends at the perfect point to then start the series again. Yeah. So if you read it, it's, it would loop back on itself oh, really, really, really well. Cool. And that's really clever. And like, yeah, it was, it was cool that I, I was reading this, you know, back then going, like, I wonder what this story is about. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, to have it actually come full circle at the end of it, it was very satisfying. Fun. Good book. Nice. Really like it. Deadly Class returned this week. Oh, mate, um, I missed that. Just in time for the uh, series show. on Sci- Sci-Fi Network. I'm not sure if it's even streaming in Australia. Um, I mean, I'm vaguely interested in it because Rick Remender seems to have having a much more involvement than any yeah. other creator generally does when their books are turned into shows, which could be a good or bad thing. We don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, this uh, issue number 36, of course, featured Wes Craig and Jordan Boyd on Art and Colors. Um, and uh, if you remember in 35, which came out months ago, um, this had our characters all taking peyote in the desert. And oh, so this yeah. was the trippy inside your own, inside well. Marcus's head issue, uh, which is normally like, ugh, but... When you've got Wes Craig drawing all this crazy all insanity, um, it was just so much fun. Ah, so, so beautiful. Good to, so good to look at. And then when he finally comes to and he's with the people that are important to him, he makes some important decisions and we see, you know, what, what, their, ne- what their plans are for the future. Cool. It's good to have this series back. It's a great one. It's a good series. I am very interested in that TV show. I'm not. Let me know how it is, people hey, that TV. watch comic book TV shows. It's too much. Oh, there's too much. And it's never as good as the books, but I'm still interested in this one. Mm. Um, another uh, Remender book that returned was uh, Low from like an almost year-long hiatus. Yeah. This is the uh, one that was uh, Low refers to exploring beneath the sea uh, for uh, a livable society for our main characters to live in after their earth, uh, everything on their earth dies. Um, and uh, I, it took me a while to kind of remember what and who was anything in this mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, this is the uh, penultimate um, arc of, of of this one, which is like when this one came out and like that right, like lot of um, remember books where it was like black science, then deadly class, then low. Mm-hmm. And this has always kind of been the one that was uh, the kind of least, least exciting, least exciting, at least, at least kind of read at least yeah. um, Greg Ticini does art on it. Dave McCaig on colors. It's a good book. Um, and I, I am looking forward to having the feeling of it being over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice thing to say about a book. That complete, that, 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 that satisfaction of, mm. of, of something being completing. Yes, true, true, true. Um, Andrea Sorrentino and Jeff Lemire and Dave Stewart give us Gideon Falls. We've got two issues of this in the last month. What a gift. What a joy. What a horrible, and horrible joy. Issue number 10 was one of the best comics I've read. Uh, certainly, one, like, you know, top three comics I read yeah, in the last month. Yeah, holy shit. Um, and, uh, like, this is, this is the, the kind of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a horror comic. It's about, um, like, loss and... and, and insanity and losing and your mind and people not believing you and spooky bonds and then spooky and family. bonds and, and people going missing and, and priests there there have been two separate stories that have small ties to each other and in this one we saw through incredible artwork by Sorrentino the, the two time these two stories come yeah. together in a very cool and weird mysterious way and uh, it's mysterious for no one more than it is the two main characters yes. like yeah finally meeting each other for the first time and wondering who they are the conversation that the priest has with the bishop on the phone gave me like oh actual real life chills super it's it's so fucking good guys yeah it's really amazing great great book another excellent image series is isola i didn't get isola. to this but it's so beautiful they actually released um the prologue yeah. of isola, which we saw in the back of um uh, Motor Crush yep, yep, yep. in 2016. Um, they, they collected all of those little prologue strips and put them in a... Uh, I don't know how much this little issue was, but it was on, on, the, on the stands at King's. Does it have a price? No. Maybe oh. it's free. I don't know. <laughs> Could be wrong. Don't, don't steal it. Don't steal Ask. it, please. Um, yeah. But Isola number six came out. 
um, mm-hmm. and continued this great story of uh, the uh, a soldier leading her queen who has been trapped in the body of a beautiful tiger. Um, yep. Yeah, and it's like you know the, the world they're in is 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 unlike anything else that I'm reading at the moment. Again, it's a fantasy book that I really like, um, but in this one it saw basically our, our soldier trying to go un- undercover and infiltrate the um, the society that she used to be a part of because um, she needs to get some things to continue their, their, their journey. It's just great shit. I really love it. It's really gorgeous. It's by um, Brandon Fletcher, Carl Kershaw, and Miss, Miss Sassy K. Miss Sassy, we never figured out how to say her name. But I love it. It's great. Self-Made, issue number two, by previous guest of the podcast, Matt Groom. And nice man. Eduardo Ferragato, colors by Marcelo Costa. Uh, continued this uh, cool, fun video game version of Westworld kind of fantasy comic uh, in which uh, it became a lot more about video games than I was expecting. Um, and uh, we, we basically this is now about like uh, pe- like teams of people, like, like you see whenever they do go behind, behind the scenes in, in an episode of Westworld, this is about teams of people creating like um, NPCs, non-payable characters, and uh, one non-playable character that they've created for this, like you know, entertainment simulation thing that people can tap into, uh, doesn't let other players win or get past her or beat her, and so now um, her creator is being sent in the game to try and figure out why this has happened and what she can do. Ah, cool. Sorry, yeah. I didn't get to this issue. It's a good, but issue. I've read it previously, but it's good. Yeah, it's great shit. Self-made, great, great new image series. Check it out. So is Die. Yeah, you know. Okay, I smashed the first two issues and. Wow, the fanfare's back. Uh, this is Kieran Gillen's new series that uh, he has created with um, an artist called... Oh, man. Why don't you write the creator's name somewhere? It's a good point. Easy to find. Uh, Stephanie Hans. Um, She's very good. Very good. This is just very well written. Yep. So it's a, it's a Dungeons & Dragons book too, um, which is not something that I thought would appeal to me. But Me neither. That's why I was like, nah. Yeah. So I, I, I told it the extent of it last time. But yeah, basically, um, you know... In a Dungeons and Dragons game in the eighties, uh, a bunch of teens went missing. Um, two years later, all but one of them returned. Now they've grown up. They're in the two thousand and wherever we are, and they've been sent back into the, defan- the Dungeons and Dragons game they were playing when they were kids. Um, and basically, the, the the one who was left there um, is forcing them to finish the game they started. It is grim. It's grim. I- it's grim Jumanji. But yeah, that is exactly what it fucking is. But man, it is like a good read. It is like satisfying. It is so well written. It is incredibly engrossing. It took me a long time to get through the first issue, but I felt like so much story had happened. It felt like a graphic novel's worth. Like yeah. I just, like I've said so many rude things about Kieran Gillen and I have to you now eat my delicious words because um, this is such a phenomenal series so far. Yep. So enjoyable. I'm so glad you like it. That's great. So enjoyable. Oh, my goodness. So what could be better than Die, Siobhan? Die, die, die. Three dies. Three dies. Die, die, die is the series by Robert Kirkman, Scott M. Gimple, Chris Burnham, and Nathan Fairbarn uh, about a uh, team of uh, brother, brother assassins who are all trying to kill each other. Um, and it's also about um, corrupt government and everyone's like gross and horny and bloodthirsty. And God, it's fucking heaps People of fun. People eat spaghetti on the toilet. Oh God, that's so, drink chocolate so, milk on the toilet. So funny, so bad. I love it when the lady walks into the house full of cats and goes, "I thought I smelled pussy." Like, just Kirkman <laughs> is having the best time, and Chris Burnham is having the best time, and it's so fun to read. Yeah, I love this book. I think it's, I think it's so much fun. Yeah, even like the really sort of depressing origin story for the um, brothers is like very, very fun. 
Yeah, totally. It's good. So it's just so over the top. Chris Burnham's the perfect uh, choice of artist for this. Perfect. Yeah, you know, he's just he's so good at drawing just joyously grisly um, uh, action. I love the character that just looks like Jason Statham. Yeah. yeah. Great. Totally excellent. Loved it. Uh, I love yeah. I love all the characters that aren't the brothers too. Like the ones where all these, yeah, the, 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 yeah, all the that, other assassins. The duo, yeah, it's great. Very fun. Still reading Murder Falcon. Yeah. Think, think it's pretty good. Um, Fine. You know, really tugging on those heartstrings, but it's it's enjoyable read. Uh, I think I'm going to drop Man Eaters. Really. I really did not like uh, this weird, bizarre, non-issue that we got on Christmas. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I didn't enjoy it by itself. I think as a part of the ongoing series, though, it's a cool idea. It's something very different. It's something that Chelsea Kane does a good job of. And if that was in the middle of a graphic novel, I would be like, ooh, so clever, so smart. Aren't you a smarty it, uh, yeah, I, think I enjoyed just, it. Yeah, it was just the fact that it was released like before the first arc was over. True, true, So true, basically, true. What, what cat, cat fight, sorry, Maneaters number four was an issue of a magazine called Catfight. So not an actual co- comic. Just yeah, like, the whole way through I was like waiting for it to turn into a comic and it just never did. And but it was, it was kind of funny. It's like, so if you like the back matter, which is kind of like this world building stuff where they do about this world in which um, women take drugs so they don't... Turn into panthers Yeah, um, when and, they get their periods. Yep. Yeah, uh, so it's like basically a magazine full of articles in that world. And it, it was pretty biting. I just didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I would be surprised if there was another issue like that in the series. Sure. I feel like it would be worthwhile keeping on it. But Yeah. Uh, Headlopper. I know issue how much number, you hate women, so. I do. I hate cats and women. Everyone knows that about me. Um, Headlopper issue number 10 um, was the uh, second part of uh, Headlopper and the Knights of Venora. Um, and uh, it's just more of that good shit by Andrew McLean and Jordi Belair. Colors so fucking good. Yeah, Colors so one good. One of the most amazingly colored issues of this. One so of the far. best issues of Kedlopper, I think. And it looks like we're heading towards a goblin war. Yes, please. Which other comics can offer you that? Still like reading so Walking many. Dead. End of review. Nice. Redlands issue number nine. Oh, I don't think I got that one. Bummer. I love this Redlands. Is, yeah. It, it, what it, is Jordi Belair writing soon, Jim? What did Jordi Belair just get announced on writing? Oh, you're fucking so useless. Why do I bother? I'm looking this up. Continue. Jordi Belair, Vanessa Del Rey, do this comic with Clayton Cowles. Um, and uh, Redlands is a, is a book, comic about witches. And we're learning a lot about the origins of some of these characters. Um, I think this book is getting to the point where it's, I need to maybe wait for trade on it. Because issue to issue, I'm having trouble remembering who, which character is which and uh, what the overall arc is. But I'm mm. still, it's still a very, very good comic. And I, I, I'm, I'm wary of moving to trade just in case I don't get any of the fantastic back matter stuff that um, they put together for each issue. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I will stick on an issue to issue and then read it again in trade. That sounds like the best thing to do. Um, the Wicked and the Divine, issue number 41. We are rapidly approaching <laughs> the finale of this. And God damn it, if this isn't an excellently paced, action-packed finale. It's just so, so good. Um, this is written by Kieran Gillan with art by um, Jamie McKelvey and uh, it fucking rules oh she's writing Buffy, Buffy. whoa she's Jordi Belair the, is yeah, writing Buffy Jordi Belair is writing the new Buffy series and from the Boom first issue has actually sold out before it's even hit the shelves yeah because it has uh, hunky art from Dan Mora wow cool the, all, all the way through it is cover all the way through man wow Interiors. Dan Mora and Jordi Belair are doing Buffy yeah coming out this week from Boom wow okay how to, good is it the Dark Horse don't, have the, don't have the um, thing from it yeah, that's great, awesome. Great, 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 great. God, I'm excited. Um, finally, I read issue two and three of a series that I loved the first issue of, which was Out of Darkness by John Lehman and Afu Chan. Um, and what I loved about that first issue was it was kind of like funny, but like a little bit dark, uh, like space book that was unlike anything I'd ever read before with super popping art by Afu Chan. And then this second and third issue are just like, like 
only like, like like a very serious dark dark sci-fi comic that I wasn't expecting that don't doesn't really lean into Afri Chan's like comic yeah, yeah, cartooning yeah, yeah, yeah. skills at all. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is not what I thought this series was going to be. So I'm not going to read that anymore. Nice. That's it for my image reviews. Cool. Um, you'll notice that I'm 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 really really encouraging myself to drop more comics than usual in that, yeah. in that attempt to get to ten comics a week. I think it's a good it's a good call. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like I wouldn't. I forget that I drop them. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, oh, that's probably a good sign. Um, the Vampironica finale was very good. We talked it's about good that last fun, month. Right? I wish that they just let Smallwood have the time he needed to, uh, to do I the I know, you let fucking um, Adam Hughes. I just mean, it's take, Adam Hughes. Take, take two years to do but four issues of Betty and Veronica. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, it, it is strange that Vampironica, like, you know, if you buy the trade, just the art changes for the last two issues. Yeah, but that's that's comics, baby. Yeah, it is. Um, Terry Moore gave us Strangers in Paradise. 25. Don't tell me because I didn't get this issue because it's sold out. Shit, man. You can, have, you can borrow mine in one moment. Ta. It is so good um, because Jim does let me know that the character they've introduced is actually a character from another one of Terry Moore's uh, comics, Rachel Rising. Yep. So he's really tying in all of his characters together in the same universe, which means that Strangers in Paradise is now technically a science fiction horror, horror book. Yes, please. Uh, this is like, you know, once... Semi-grounded um, romance comic is now not only like a crazy action spy book, but now also has supernatural characters in it. It's so fun, man. It's fucking awesome. But it's also, at its heart, it's still a book about this relationship. And I just have so much respect for what Terry Moore does and just like, he does his own shit. He really He's does. He's not interested in what anyone else is doing. He does his own fucking shit and he publishes it himself. And I just think he is brilliant. Yeah, me too. So good. Um. The Quantum Age, uh, Black Hammer, The Quantum Age by Jeff Lemire and Wilfredo Torres. Uh, yes. Second last issue of this one came out um, and uh, featured a, a oh, lot, lots, great. Of, lots of characters from the main Black Hammer series, uh, you know, many years into the future and mm-hmm. what becomes of them, giving us clues as to what's going to happen in those final issues of the current Age of Doom Black Hammer series. Um, this is like, yeah, absolute must read if you're a Black Hammer fan. Yeah, um, but like all of the Black Hammer comics, I don't think there's a weak one in there, and they're all such an integral part of the main series. I just see them all as part of the the main series. Yeah, I think definitely. it's the most sophisticated and best that I've ever seen a shared universe thing yep. done where you actually want to read all of the shared universe stuff. And it's so rewarding to be reading them all in single issue because you Absolutely. get one, two, three of these different stories, little peeks into this world. It'll be interesting to see what happens to this universe in 2K19 just because it's like, is it going to just become totally expansive and too much and hard to handle or is it going to stay like a bit self-contained and fun? Are are, are we going to get sequels to any of the miniseries that we've had so far? Like, yeah. Because I mean, there's going to be a TV series if people are just going to That's worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. TV is worrying. Um, The Lodger. Lodger by um, the Laphams, David and Maria Lapham, um, an excellent crime book published by issue. Black Crown through IDW. Yeah, and they're really like so. The, the first issue was kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Because you have two, two narratives, two timelines being told at the same time. If you're actually looking for a book that's similar to what they do with True Detective, um, have you started watch any of the third season? Of no. This? Oh my god, man, it's been so good. Really, Mah- Mahashala Ali is the main character in this oh. third season. And, he uh, is very good. And how about an old man version of him and a younger version of him with a, with a fro? That's my favorite. Um, so that's there's three different timelines in True Detective. And yeah, I, I feel like you know they're not that similar, but they are both both, both, both crime stories told from two different timelines with right, okay. flashbacks and is all that it kind of thing. better or worse than the um, second season? 
Oh, it's so much better than the second season. Okay. Yeah. But Lodger is a, an excellent crime book. I mean, obviously it is because David Laffham is the master of uh, weird crime books. But this one is about um, a, a revenge story about a girl tracking down someone who is a murderer and also a prolific online reviewer. And um, sort of con artist. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really really unique book. Yeah, um, David Laffan's pencils are wonderful, and uh, his characterization. I think maybe it is his wife Maria Laffan's influence on the writing, but the characters feel very different from the characters that you would meet in Stray Bullets. Mm. They're no less despicable, but they it is they're, they're just written in a different way, and I really appreciate it. It's very enjoyable. Mm. I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. It makes me actually want to read that dumb book that you've been talking about for a billion years. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna read it. I'm uh, Dick Tracy. Um, by uh, the Allred, the, the Allreds, all three of the Allreds, um, Allred Cubed, Lee Allred, Michael Allred, and Laura Allred, plus uh, um, Pencils by Rich Tommaso. Um, God damn, everything Rich Tommaso does, I just want to you're, you're still reading this, consume. right? Consume. No, because it keeps selling out. It's fucking great. I'm so glad to hear it selling out. It's I cannot believe how much I'm enjoying this it's Dick so Tracy good. book. I might even, this is easily the thing that the um, Allreds have written that I've enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's really, really just an absolute joy to read like compared to like that that bug book that they wrote for young animals remember yeah, that yeah yeah that yeah that was yeah, a fucking yeah. nightmare that was a bit of a that was a bit of a slog um this um, is just just so fun and brisk to get through with Tommaso's excellent art and this like weird celebration of like the nuttiness of the Dick Tracy strips and radio yeah. show but it's just so much fun I love it Tommaso just had something new announced as well at Image which Jim is obviously not going to be able to remember but that looks amazing I can't think of what it is Um, but do you remember what the new Rich Tommaso series is? Uh, Spy Seal Spy Seal he's right why why are you allowed to do the ordering? (laughs) where would you rather work here or Marvel? (laughs) Jim's job or Marvel? look it's either I shout at Joe Casado or I shout at Jim (laughs) and Jim deals with it you already shouted Jim yeah true um but also, if you go on Rich Tommaso's Patreon, he's been uploading um, Spice Seal strips and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Whoa, like really? New, new, loads of new content. So oh, cool. I might sign up. It's a really worthwhile That's one. That's great. Yeah. Maybe I'll spend our Patreon money on someone else's Patreon. Nice. Uh, Fearscape, number three by, um, what's this guy's name? I didn't feel as passionately about this book as you did. So Ryan O'Sullivan. I've, I've fallen off. And Andrea Muti on illustrations with Vladimir Popov and Colors. This is the book where um, a, um, a writer who steals the stories, basically steals the work of um, his uh, mentor, um, mm-hmm. his, his dying mentor, and claims it as his own. Um, he basically ends up, he says that he's, when a, when a bunch of like when a, a siren essentially comes from um, a, a fantasy world um, and asks if he is his mentor, he says yes, and is then taken to a world where riders have to fight um, the the nightmare creations um, in this weird far, fearscape um, dimension. Um, it's actually like a very literary kind of book, and um, this saw it's like a funny Neil Gaiman or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the, the, the main character is truly despicable, and in this um, goes further than you would expect a character like this to go in a comic. And he actually com- uh, does something actually genuinely shocking and evil Ooh, at the end of this issue. And that's I, cool. I'm I'm curious to see where that leads the rest of the series. Hmm. It's a great book, Fearscape. I'm really enjoying it. Um, finally, from Aftershock, we have um, issue four and five of Moth and Whisper. I fell off this by Ted Anderson and Jen Hickman. Uh, this is a great book about um, the. Uh, child of um, a 
husband and wife uh, spy team mm-hmm. uh, who and uh, their child has to become both of them and using weird disguises and technology uh, try and find out what happened to their parents and um, they've been caught by their parents' worst enemy and they've learnt that the parents have worked for their worst enemy and it's just it's it's just a, it's, a, it's a really unique and fun book um, by these uh, creators that I've not read anything else by before but I'm really really enjoying so um, here's to uh Oh, wait wait a minute. Did this book end? Maybe I didn't read issue number five. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've just pulled off Siobhan. Issue number five has a V end at the end of it. Ah. Maybe they ended this series. Nice. We'll find out. I'll let you know next month, everybody, because that's the end of this episode of Serious Issues. Woo, what a time. Wow. We, we had a bunch of pauses. I've got no idea how long this episode was, but I know it was well over two, two hours. Yeah, guys. Congratulations. Um, you made it to the end. You receive a shinbone seal of approval. Wow. What an honor. Ding dong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very tired now. Um, if you would like to support the show and get uh, even more serious issues, head over to ser- patreon.com slash serious issues podcast, especially if you've missed us. Um, we're going, I'm going to, I might do a few myself of our little serious minutes and uh-huh. then Siobhan will, will come um, to contribute a, a few as well. Yes. Maybe l- the canonically lovely Nate can do a couple. Oh yeah. Like in theory, this is a pretty fun, easy thing. It could even be more than weekly, but we're going to yeah. aim for weekly at first. And maybe if we hit a certain tier on Patreon. And I can do some ones with really poor sound quality of myself at home. I love it. Love it. I'll, um, I'll put some cool background music behind them. Nice. All of your fanfare just do, do. remixed. What's the, just the Benny Hill music on a loop? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So if you, if you want to get Serious Minute, our new minute-long weekly podcast, uh, head over to patreon.com slash serious. It's just podcast. Two bucks a month is all it uh, takes to do support the show. Yeah. And also you get a bunch of free content. Well, two and it means content. we're weekly again. That's right. Remember how you all said you wanted that? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you next month or next week if you're a Patreon supporter. Um, We've also got a Facebook group which is facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast and uh, I have to say that group has been very good lately. Yeah, guys, Uh, really. Lots more discussion of comics that I actually care about, less complaining about fucking movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about comics in there. It's the thing to do. Absolutely, guys. Good job. You can talk about movies with your dad, with your grandpa, with your dog. Everyone's talking about movies these days. Comics though? My dad only likes... um, Opera. That's the only art form that he enjoys. And so, so watching movies with him is a fucking nightmare. Everything. He's just like, well, it's so silly. What's the point? Dad. I had to explain to him why people would want to watch an Aquaman movie. And I think he's never been more disappointed in me. Why aren't all the male characters fat and in a suit? Yeah. I don't know anything about opera. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's not, that's not good. That's not accurate. I'm just thinking of opera is good too. I'm just thinking of Pavarotti. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, thank you so much for listening, and Thanks, we will guys. see you next month. Uh, yo, sorry to all the opera fans. Bye. Sorry. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.